Dark Tales presents Spelljammer, Light of Xerixis. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is episode one of Spelljammer, Light of Xerixis. Oof, I almost messed that one up. Uh, here on Dork Tales. Hope you're all doing well today. I'm your Dungeon Master, Kelly. Uh, woo! Yeah, new new campaign, new me. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Kelly. I'm your Dungeon Master here. I use he and him as my pronouns, and I am very excited to be starting this new campaign with these wonderful people. Uh, and uh, before... Krista, what are you doing? Be serious. What? Oh, uh, we're supposed sorry. to do costuming. Come on. I, I, okay, okay. Does this work? Is this okay? Is this acceptable? I, I think it's okay. Can you say yay for me? Yay! Woo! Can you say yay like like you like you know I want? <laughs> yay! What? Yay! All right, there we go. Now I'm happy. Now I'm happy. Like, Kermit the gif here. Kermit the gif. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, folks, sense. welcome to Spelljammer, <laughs> the the game where the rules are made up and uh, the points don't matter. Uh, at least that's what it feels like reading reviews of this thing. Uh, I'm pretty excited, <laughs> right? Uh, I'm pretty excited to play it though because this module is actually really cute and it's got a lot of great story in it. Um, if you are coming here to watch a, a live play campaign for your own game, uh, you're going to see some of the techniques that we're going to employ here. Um, for example, uh, each one of these chapters is honestly not that long i'd say that chapter one here is about an hour worth of game time it's going to be a bit longer here so hopefully if you're looking for some advice this will be a great way for you to kind of like find ways to pad out your game and make them a little more pers personable or personal depending on how you want to do it and uh and if not just hope you enjoy the fun uh i think this would be a great place for us all to introduce ourselves and then uh we'll we'll hop into the action right away let's go around in a big circle starting with amy Hi, that startled me. I don't know why, but it did. Hi, I'm Amy. I use she, her, they, them pronouns, and I will be playing Mulplava, um, the plasmoid um, barbarian. And I love them a lot. Um, <laughs> and honestly, they don't have a concept of gender. They're an ooze. So, <laughs> but if they are in multiple four, multiple pieces, because that's a thing they can do, they definitely prefer they, them. They could date themselves. No, they just create little pseudopod things. Oh, fair. Yeah, that's how it works. I can't wait for people to argue yeah. in the comments about how Ooze has a gender. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe maybe yeah, it does. Fuck YouTube. It doesn't Funky want humanoids. it. You do. Clearly, the, the Ooze is a male persona. You can tell because it's flying. Never mind. A, a Goosona, Goosona. Which is different than a Goosona. As yes. Uh, yes, yes, it's true, it's true. All right, so look, pass it if over. you snooze, you lose. Okay. <laughs> that would take. You should feel bad for that. Take some psychic damage and let's move. I on. don't. <laughs> um, all right, let's pass over to the corner. Hey, Krista. Hi, how's it going? Uh, you got I, eaten I, by I a hippo. Have, I did. I'm I'm in here somewhere. <laughs> uh, hello, I'm Krista. I use they, them, or she, her pronouns. Uh, I don't normally look quite this ridiculous. Uh, that's not true. Um, but uh, I will be playing Francis Ponzaby. Uh, who, like me, uses they, them pronouns. I also use she, her, but Francis uses they, them. Okay. Good to know. All right. One sec. Just let me make sure this isn't too... This isn't cool. I don't have anything playing. That's my favorite. All right. Let's pass down to Mike. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's me, Michael. I'm going with he, him pronouns, and I'm Darktail's resident graphic designer, here to have some fun and throw everybody under the wheels. Or the bus, the, the ship. <laughs> whatever we're driving. 
the ship bus wheel thing. Nice. All right. Uh, and who are you playing today? Oh, yeah. Uh, I am playing Rekfelnar, the Goblin Monk. The way of the foot, foot, fist. Way fist, of the way foot. Of foot. 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 <laughs> what, is, what is a foot but a, but a clenched fist? Or what is a fist but a clenched foot? Um, <laughs> I, I don't even know. All right. Let's pass over sure. to the dear Bunny Hearted. Oh, hi. I, I'm Millie and or Bunny Hearted. My root and tootin' pronouns are she and her or they and them. Uh, and today I am playing Tana Starbell, who is an astral elf warlock who is determined to find the most beautiful secret in the universe and steal it all for herself. Nice. All right. And finally, in the corner with Kat. Hey, everyone. My name is Kat, and I use she, her pronouns. And tonight I am going to be playing Cheshire. She is a glitchling druid circle with stars. Fantastic. Y'all ready for this? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Bow, now, now, bow, bow, bow. Yeah. Ooh, sorry, guys. I've got I've got first game jitters. Um, I always <laughs> no, do before a new campaign. I've ran a million of these things, but like, whoa. That, you know? That's something different about each of them, right? There's always new stuff to learn and new stuff to set up and new characters to meet and new things to break and new yeah. ways to <laughs> fail. No, no, but also new beautiful ways to succeed. Who knows? Oh, well, if it was that easy. <laughs> Hey, you're not new at this. We're not level one. Game. We're level five. This is true. This that's is right. Late. That's right. We've totally been playing this whole yeah. time, probably. We are at least semi-experienced. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> with that in mind, I think that it's time for us to step into game. Does anybody have any last minute questions before we begin? Uh, where'd you get that jacket? It looks amazing and I want it. It's uh, Spirit Halloween. This for this Hell one. Yeah. <laughs> and I've used it for five years and it's still held up. So it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Um, I realized how close it was to the one that Krista made for Wild Beyond the Witchlight. It just has bigger cuffs, which are important. Yeah, it's just this. it's more piratey than, than There we go. More piratey. Drop a button. There Love we go. Love it. All right. <laughs> so without further ado, I want to give all of you uh, a point of inspiration for the first game. Don't get used to it. You're only going to get it if you earn it and make me <laughs> well, laugh in fun game. ways. But for now, game one, Kills have a point of inspiration. Woo. Have a drink of coffee. And uh, without further ado. Let's head in to Spelljammer, Light of Xerixis. <clears throat> Sounds! The crew, recently returned from an adventure beneath the sea, are at the northeastern port town of Inkini, recovering from an impromptu adventure. There, beset upon by pirates, they found themselves wrapped up in a hunt for the lost city of Zur Enoch. One of the ancient sea elf settlements from the Age of Horrors. Little do they realize, however, that their adventure is just beginning. As we pan in... To space, we see a lonesome vessel approaching the world of Elos. Above you, you uh, none of you perceive, but the audience can perceive. A ship sailing through the darkness. This one is... Stranger than any ship that you've ever seen. It's vaguely carved into the shape of some type of flying insect. Large wings glided on astral currents as it descends upon the, the asteroid belt ringed planet. On it, you can hear the sound of soft, lilting voices. Huelen. Yamatoro. Biatna. The subtitles will read. This one will do nicely. Yes. Begin deployment. 
as we pan down, we do a Star Wars pan. <laughs> and the next thing that we see is wet stone. The stones of this room are large granite blocks that have begun to get layers of algae and bits of moss sticking up between the cracks where the mortar has given way over decades, hell, perhaps hundreds of years of neglect. A splintery chair sits on the other side of an equally splintery table, and as the man sitting at the table leans forward from his own chair with a cacophonous he sets his large meaty elbows down on the table knits his fingers together and leers down at the person in that chair over his fingers his broad mustache twitching across from him inside of the chair chair much much larger than he is a goblinoid this goblin however does not look like your typical goblin the green gray skin has been replaced by a blushing red that goes from tip of nose to end of hair which considerably dangles down almost all the all the way to the floor although his feet do not mike can you please uh Tell me anything else that we would see about Wreck. Uh, he's got really large kind of combat boots with like metal plates and all sorts of rivets and things attached to it. And probably a lot of dried blood and stuff like that in between the plates as well. Uh, he's just wearing a simple kind of blackish tunic with some uh, some red trim and uh, got some gloves. He's pretty basic and of course, he's got his fancy goggles that he probably found at some adventure somewhere. But other than that, Wreck is uh, just your typical goblin. Just change the hue to red. Mm. The man in front of you leans forward. The marshal's badge on his lapel glitters in the candlelight of this room. The room is quite spacious for you, but for his hulking physique, it's almost like a closet. You can smell stale coffee clinging to that bristly brown mustache. He's a human man. Probably has a splash of something else in there. Perhaps Elvin? He has a slight twitch to his ears. Obviously not goblinoid or orcish. He doesn't appear nearly um, stylish enough? Cool enough? A real human type. Rek Felna. Did you really think that you would be able to walk into my town without me knowing your rap sheet at a mile away? No. Yes. Yes. No. No, I wasn't really thinking about it at the time, but I did walk in. And I, just because people want me Enough. doesn't mean that you sh- Enough. Sorry. I have reports of you in the North Sea over by the chain of the gods, marauding, pillaging, and thievering. There's nothing in there about brawling or drunken disorderly? There's plenty of that, too. <laughs> Why don't... How come that's not first? I gotta work harder. What makes you think you can just stroll into Inkini without a care oh, in the world? <laughs> what? What? I, well, I sort of skipped in. I wasn't really strolling. 
there, there was something on my boot. I think I stepped in something. Is it not true? You are a yes. member of... Is it not true that you're a no, member? No. no, it's yes, Which is not it? true. It, I, I don't know. You tell me. You got the sheet. I do have the sheet. Your rap sheet, and it's a mile long. That, that might be a sir. bit of an exaggeration. I have you down. As a member of the Hawkers, okay. hip happens. Okay, Uncanny stars. are hitting each other. The Silver Standard. The First Rates. The Squid Incorporated. Yeah. Or Squid Inc. Yeah. Oh, I see the pun. Yeah. You think you're clever, huh? Yeah, th yeah them too. Starboard I, side. I get around. Uh, the Squirt Stand, yes. The Splatoon Goons. Yeah. The Gutter Goblins. I, uh, I was never with them. They're a bunch of liars. Don't listen to a word they say. He glares at you, reaches out, grabs a quill, ah. <laughs> tips it against his tongue, and he goes, Not oh. good or good. Thank you. You've been serving with other members of this posse of yours, marauding in the northern waters of the Thassilan Sea, no doubt. Possibly. Yes, wait, no doubt. Tell me what you know of the rest of your party, and maybe I'll let you go. That, well, there were streamers, and lots of drinking, and uh, there pretty much confetti. I mean, it was a good party. It lasted for a while. I think it was a birthday party. I'm not sure. I just kind of broke in uh, halfway through, but they were singing, and there was lots of drinking. Uh, I don't know what else you would need to know about this party. What else? Uh, Tell me everything you know about Mulklava. Who? And with that, we transition. We cut across the city <laughs> to a lovely, lovely vista. Now, Inkini is a city by the sea. It's absolutely picturesque. And Mul, you find yourself standing at an outdoor bistro. The, ta the chairs are all painted the exact same color of blue that, that you are. Hell, they might even be oozes. There are people milling around the streets. Inkini is about about a thousand people in it, in it and the surrounding area, the little fishing pockets around the cove. It's one of the most northern towns before you actually break into the northern sea, or if you head west toward the Broken Isles, the chain of the gods, once a continent that a, a couple of gods in the middle of a fight basically spiked into the ocean and turned into so much uh, an archipelago of, of rice, basically. <laughs> As you stand out there, you can see that the, the bistro in front of you has a sign in front of it. Tavern on the Blue. And sure enough, half of it is built out into the ocean proper, where you can see ships sailing along. Fresh fish! I've got worms! Does anyone know a cleric? And what are you doing, Mool? And Mool, can you please describe yourself? Um, Mool is about five foot two for the most part. Yeah, that's flexible, as mm -hmm. they are. Um, has generally a turquoise teal, mostly translucent, flesh-like material that they are made out of. 
and generally keeps to um, a very a standard humanoid appearance because they know that it is less um, disconcerting for other humanoids <laughs> if they okay. look humanoid. Like having eyes and a nose and a mouth. Nice. So ears. So what are you doing out at this at this tavern? You've kind of separated from your party for a few minutes. You have plans to meet later at a place called uh, the Hallside Bar. Um, generally speaking, they are uh, people watching. So why don't you go ahead and make me a perception roll to see what you see? Ooh. I'm gonna roll my my dork tails d20. Do it. You finally have it. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not a good roll. It you okay. said perception, you right? That's a yeah. total of nine. Okay, so looking around, you can see that there are a number of people sitting outside enjoying their meal. Uh, there are quite a few specials, it looks like. There's a frittata and herbs. It's brunch time right now, just going just before noon. Bacon and owlbear eggs. Um, there is boar ham, steak and eggs, and what smells like this, this pungent bouquet that reaches out to you, even with that low roll, you can smell the, the savory scent of Virginian truffles wafting through the air. I mean, hell, as a ooze, mold, slime, whatever you started as, you grew up right next to a truffle a truffle farm, uh, intentional or wild. It doesn't really matter to me, but it smells like home. Dung heap, sweet dung heap. I mean, as much as she doesn't have olfactory senses, but you still get those the, the particles and you can still kind, kind of taste them, sort of. It's mm -hmm. not really what the humanoids taste, I don't I, think. Sorry, I'm dungeon mastering from a humanist perspective, so we'll have to just kind of hand wave it. <laughs> Th thank you for no, correcting but, me and well, making me more yes. sensitive toward your people. <laughs> they un no, Mo Mole's all right with that. They, they understand. We'll use human human ter humanoid terms for most of this, but uh, yes. <laughs> Sounds good. What are you doing? You can see that there are some children running with kites through the center square. Behind you, the square stretches out a good 50 feet wide by about 200 feet long. It's quite a large one that tapers down toward the water, where once again the boats are moving. One of them uh, nearly clipping another one. You hear some profanity and orcish being shouted. I feel like Mool's probably like sitting down and like kicking their legs and just sort of if they can probably trying to they're they're pretending to drink a beverage through a straw sort of I have a query did you sit down at the restaurant without going through the host or did you just go to a table that had a drink on it and no one sitting there and start drinking <laughs> absolutely that one <laughs> <clears throat> An elven man? You're still getting used to trying to make that differentiation. A, a taller, slightly broader-chinned elf with long blonde hair and a high ponytail approaches. He is dressed in, in a dark vest as well as a high-collared white long-sleeve shirt that must be a bit warm this type of time of day. Uh, approaches you with a large circular tray in his hand and... <clears throat> Excuse me, miss. Ter ooze. 
Oh. Melon. Hello, friend. Uh, do you have a reservation? Many, most of the time. But I'm here anyway. I see. And what is the name uh, under? What What is your reservation under? Your, your name, please. Um, my reservations are usually under... Hmm? That's a really good question. Um, I, I mean, often I have reservations about my traveling companions and about this whole exploring humanoid society. It's very strange here. I see. I, you're here with companions. Are you traveling with the Ironsides? You're sitting at their table. Yes, I have now. Make me a persuasion roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's a six. And how do you know um, Belloc and Bellatrina? Ironside? No, I don't know that. I see. Um, in, in that case, um, if I may... Um, your table is soon to be occupied by paying customers who have oh. reserved this space. Oh, well, more companies. Fantastic. I believe they'll be using the entire table. <laughs> Perhaps... That table. For what? The table's huge. There are many going to be joining them. Uh, have you considered that table? He gestures to a picnic table about 30 feet to the right. Way away from the restaurant. But the view's not so good there. Yes, it's why the peasants sit there. Um, I... I assure you, it is a much better view than you can see from here. There's, um... No, my view's great here. That dog's not coming back. Okay. <laughs> uh, he straightens his, uh, his lapel a bit. Did you say that you were trying to learn about humanity well humanoids in general ah. but yes I mean I've been told I need to face my fears I shouldn't be telling you this then but that table is actually one of the favorite places for humanoids to sit mind you it's not busy right now because there's a special humanoid custom of waiting for a new friend to sit there before you join them. Can I insight this? Yes, you may. Yes, you may. Uh, let's do a contested roll. Give me your insight versus my charisma check. I rolled a nat one. Um, I got an 11. That's more than a nat one. Uh, please leave. 
you're not paying. This is for paying customers, and you're drinking the the Schausenfraud's leavings. I believe she spit in that cup. Hmm? Please leave. Oh. oh. Okay. Oh. Fine. Okay. I can leave. Thank you. Have I done something wrong? Normally the procedure would be to check in with um, the young lady over there behind that pulpit box who would then lead you to a table in accordance with your needs. Um, it appears that you oozed your way through these dividing chains and have been picking the table clean like a carrion crow. And uh, one moment, please. You'll hear a... I resemble that remark. Over your shoulder, a Kenku, a crow person, will narrow their eyes. I'm in a offense, Mrs. Juniper. Um, I'm not leave. sure I like the hospitality of this place. Nor do I. Do you want to go sit at the bench? The Kenku will nod savagely and stand up, adjusting. You can see that the Kenku beneath the neck is wearing a large frilled yellow sundress. Is going to unruffle uh, her feathers and hop to eat, and will offer a thrust their a hand forward to the. Kenku. Is it a hand or is it like a tentacle that kind of just like goes out of your shoulder to help? Oh no, this one, this one's—they've got oh. like normal humanoid limbs and and like a, and a shirt right now, so they, it's. The hand is not a hand, mm -hmm. but the limb is like a limb, is a normal okay. Yeah. Sounds just good. Straightforward, no elbow, just like. Sounds good. So as um, as you are helping her over, um, can you do me a favor? What is your passive perception? Oh, God. Never mind. It's all good. <laughs> Um, you are going to help her over the chain. She's going to kind of like hike up her skirt to be able to step over it. <laughs> I never. And is going to step over. She's not a parrot. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I never. There we go. That's better. <laughs> is going to step over. Uh, and you are going to, uh, as you turn around, you're going to make an immediate impact with something that was moving behind you. And as you look down, you are going to see a small knight. It can't be more than three feet tall, clad in cunningly painted wooden armor. Well, a wooden helm, at least. And as you glance down, you'll see that this small warrior was carrying a wooden sword. Apparently, they snuck up on you because it is now embedded in your back. It is a tiny human and as you look down all you can think of is that this is trying to do a practice that humans do called leveling up humans um Mool would like to remove the wooden sword from where it has suctioned into their back 
it comes out without a problem giving a tiny bit of like sludge behind that's going to kind of go and try to like reform with you um can I stab you again Can I stab you? The the kid pops his helmet back, like the visor up above his his scalp, and goes, "Can I stab you again?" What is wrong with you? What? Why would you ask that? You're not hurt. Yeah, but it's rude. Do you like it when I do this? And and Wolf's gonna poke the child in the chest with the sword, not like attacking, just like poke. Hold on one sec. Okay, he's fine. <laughs> mm. It's not very Neil. nice, is it? You're not hurt. Hey, what are you doing over again? there? Stop attacking that child! You'll hear <laughs> shouted from down the lane as one of the town guards turns. Um, a woman with a bob... Well, not a bob haircut. A woman with that haircut is going to turn and go... <laughs> that ooze has been causing trouble all day long! Get him, officer! Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, just, just shoves the sword into the child's hand and is going to book it. Okay. Back to wherever they last saw their party members, wherever that is. <laughs> Sounds good. We cut back to the jail cell. You're saying that this mule knows nothing about humanity, humanoids, or other creatures of the... the, the go, go, what's... What's the word? From the outside, you hear bipedal, sir. Bipedals. What? How does that manage not, for not really centaurs? Is that what? It's not on the sheet there. Does that sheet all of my stuff? He pulls it away to kind of tip it away from you, so you can't see. Like, mm. <laughs> all right. Then tell me a bit about. Cheshire and Mr. Ponsby. Mr. Pon... Would it be Mr. Ponsby? Yeah. Oh. Monsieur, Monsieur Ponsby? Monsieur Ponsby? Uh, I don't know. Mixter, Mixter I guess, it, 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 honestly, they, they probably don't care. Like, hmm. if something did whatever people call them, they'll go okay. with. Alright, cool. Uh, and Ponsby. You, you mean Frankie? I have a note here that says he doesn't like they don't like that no I know yeah but I mean okay I'll tell you everything I know uh All let's right. see Cheshire uh, is like uh uh pretty awesome um a little, little different I mean who really isn't different but I mean standing next to Frank uh I mean frankly Frankie is Probably the most normal of all of us. But here, let me explain. All right. And as you say that, we transition into <laughs> a nearby tavern where the clinking of glasses fills the air. And then something else transpires. Cheshire, what are you doing? Please describe yourself and where you are in the establishment. <laughs> so, um, Cheshire is about 5'5". Five five. Uh, she for the most part looks human other than a few key aspects of her obviously she has um wings 
Mm. And she has iridescent pink eyes. Um, and her skin... It looks like skin, mm. but is clearly fake. Um, and like, she has a few like marks on her body where you can see like panels attached together. And she has this long flowing purple hair. Nice. And uh, when, when she's wandering around, she's usually just kind of floating an inch or two above the ground, just kind of flying along. Um, instead of walking. Okay. But her her wings don't really ever seem to move. They kind of just... Kind of just glide around. Sounds good. They just, she just glides around. So you're in a small tavern right now on, on the edge called... Um, uh, called... Uh, oh, it's uh, you're in Uncanny Kate's. Hmm. What are you doing there? Now, the tables inside of this place are, are their barrels that are tipped over uh, on their flat sides with like bits of planks of wood nailed to the top. This place is mostly like, it's partially inside of an overhanging cave that looks over the cove that Inkenny has built on. The bartender behind, uh, behind the counter appears to be some type of fish man who's been hired there. He's, he's basically like a full fish with legs and a bow tie. And an apron, of course, because, of course. Um, he's got the big fish lips, catfish whiskers sticking out, and is making what appears to be flirtatious, uh, flirtatious gestures at this beefy half-orc at the bar who's kind of just occasionally flexing his giant green muscles as he takes a <laughs> swig of ale. Where's Cheshire, and what, what are they doing? Um, so she's... Um... She she's probably like right up in like a, the biggest group that she can find. She wants she likes to be around people um, a lot because she she's continually trying to grow her personality. Mm -hmm. um, so um, she she just likes to be around groups of people. So if there's um, if there's uh if you know any particular group doing doing anything interesting she's probably right there okay uh observing it and just enjoying it well the place is pretty crowded it's midday right now going on lunchtime and uh you can hear the sound of of sizzling meats and seafood back in the kitchen the sound of pouring drink the sound of bustling wait staff um moving amidst amidst the crowds there's probably inside of this place it can sit and it can seat about 60 comfortably there are about 65 here so to move through you'll kind of have to like purse your wings down a little bit and squeeze um over at the back corner is the only place where there is a little bit of space at all and over there you'll hear as it looks like over by the dartboard someone's playing a game of knife toss She's probably gonna go wander over there. Uh, wander over there. All right, test your metal. Test your metal. I'm the best thrower of knives in this year county, says a um, a rather toothless little gnome with um, three braids jutting out of his uh, quite surprisingly like bulbous chin. Like he's definitely kind of one of these. Like he looks kind of like a tiny Kurt Douglas. 
I'm the best knife thrower in this here county. Come on. I can take all of you. I can take you. I can take you. Who's got takers? I've got a silver on the line. Uh, Cheshire's gonna uh, wander up and be like, Oh, can I try? Hi, pretty lady. I suppose you can. Now, what might you be? Some time um, of some kind of automaton. You know, I'm not entirely sure. You're a fake one, all right. I, I've been trying to figure out exactly what I am for a long time. You ain't some I kind of knife-throwing robot, is you? I, I don't think so. Oh, if you is. Think of the legends they're telling me, old Sam. Old Sam beat a knife-throwing robot in his own game. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, take a swig. He thrusts a glass of some murky alcohol into your hand. Take a swig, throw the knife. Okay. Ah. And she's gonna do just she's gonna just down down the drink. You get like a little bit of a mechanical kind of inside you. It is definitely strong stuff. And um <laughs> it is gonna go down hard. And he's gonna hand you this kind of like weathered it kind of looks like a folding steak knife more than an actual throwing knife. Uh, but as he hands it to you, it goes and clicks into place when it folds out against the ivory handle. Uh, pardon me, not ivory. Now that you handle it in your hand, you can definitely see that this is whalebone. Give it a throw, give it a throw. I'll throw one, two. Ready? On the count of three. Oh, you can count, right? Yes, I can count. All right, not everybody here can. It's okay, Carl. We don't judge you. Nearby, a dwarf starts crying into a pint. <laughs> I never learned. We don't judge Carl. Oh, no, wait. All right. So you throw, you're trying to hit the center bit there. Do you need a test run to balance her out? And I think I, I think I will be fine. Excellent, excellent. All right, let's do it. Best of, best of three, ready? One. Two, three, and he's gonna throw. Go ahead and give me a d20 roll, and you can use your dexterity for this. Um, Add your proficiency bonus, because uh, I think everybody's proficient with daggers. So, yeah. All right. So with proficiency, uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, dirty 20. Dirty 20. All right. You're going to hit it just off that center ring, not quite the bullseye, but the ring right next to it, uh, the one that's painted with 50 points on it which is the highest on this particular dartboard, actually, aside from the actual bullseye itself. Um, as you throw, you, the spin of your blade is going to kind of knock his a little bit off track, and it's going to land down in the 15s. And the crowd's going to... Woo! Yeah, that's one good robot! Ah, lucky show, lucky show, lucky show. I've got this. He walks up, looks up at it. It takes three steps to the right down the lane of throwing, grabs a stool and drags it over, climbs up it meticulously. Wiki wiki, wiki wiki. Takes the knives back, drags the stool out of the way, walks back and hands you a knife. All right, best of three. All right, ready? One, <laughs> two, three. That dice ain't coming back either, Kelly. What are you doing? <laughs> 14. 
Okay. Uh, this one is actually going to bank your knife a bit. You're going to head over, end up with 30 points, uh, and he is going to land on the 40-point slot. You're still up on points, but your knife is kind of dangling from where it slammed into the cork, and it's kind of just swaying back and forth. In a second, it's going to fall. She's going to fl- uh, float forward and retrieve it. She'll retrieve okay. both. Oh. Thank you, Garnley. All right, this one's for all the silver. We've got two pieces of silver on the line there. Would you like to raise your bet? Or are you just happy I'll with put, the one? I'll put the three silver down. Oh, three silver. Now, little lady, are you sure you can stand to lose that much? I'm okay. All right, three silver it is. If I ain't an old Sam, I'm a kind sort. I'll be nice to you when I take your money and he's going to huck his blade at the wall. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. Uh, He's going to huck his blade at the wall (laughs) and uh, it's going to go. He lets fly slightly before you do. And it's going to slam right next to the bullseye and go. And then your blade is going to go and slam right next to it. Just going in slightly more clinging into the cork board and dislodging the edge of his knife as it goes and his knife will fall from the board and plunge into the ground point first. We were doing best of five, right? Best of five. (laughs) I believe that we were actually doing best of three, my friend. Yeah, right. I suppose we were. Maybe well, I am a knife-throwing robot. Maybe you is a knife-throwing robot. I mean, um, I don't think a regular knife-throwing robot would look like me. Yeah, I imagine it would have, like, a slot for throwing knives and stuff. Yes, exactly. I, fe- I feel like a knife-throwing robot would be a bit more purpose-built. I suppose so. Well, that, uh... seems to be... Anyway, here's your coin. And uh, as he goes to pass your coins over, across the bar, you are going to hear um, an Arginian voice, an Arginian-tinged accent that's going to say, Look, I have no idea what your problem is. I am just saying, giants suck. All of them suck, and you suck for defending themselves. And the camera is going to pan over to a large, a large, strangely accented uh, Goliath who is standing there pointing, pointing a finger. He has like a, like a prosthetic mustache with like a curly, curly mustache and like a, like a glue on little like (laughs) soul patch sticking off the bottom. Totally bald otherwise, uh, but dressed in pirate garb and is poking some creature in the chest that looks like a bipedal hippo. Can you please describe yourself, Francis? (laughs) Uh, Francis is on the brink of seven foot uh, is a absolutely insanely beefy uh, man person thing creature uh, who is yeah bipedal hippo uh, and has a giant grin on his face uh, with this guy coming at him because you are a cad everything you defend is caddish are you Kaddishan? Eh? You Gif? Are you from Kaddish? 
I'm so sorry, old chap. I have no idea what you're saying. How dare you? I speak the king's English very well. He's going to reach forward, grab the mustache, and rip it off. Oh! If there's if there's any glue left, he'll stick it on. It sticks. I think perfectly. I see this better, don't you? <laughs> you dare to take me mustache? He yells and is going to try to tackle you. What make roll me initiative check? <laughs> Let's do it. Oh damn, he going hard. Ooh, uh, that's athletics, right? Uh, no, uh, it is, so it's initiative, so it's dexterity plus oh. your d20. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, well, I rolled a 10, but that'll be a 9. Okay, he definitely, he's got a 22, so he is going to charge you, and he's going to take a pot shot at you. Um, what's your armor class? Uh, I don't have my shield on me, so 15. 15, that is going to be a hit. Uh, he is going to, like, dive tackle you in the stomach, uh, which is going to deal four points of damage to you. Fantastic. Uh, he will what? take it with a laugh. Give me my mustache, Brooke! The the, the <laughs> pretense of the accent is completely dropped. He's screaming at you in Goliath. Do you speak Goliath or Giant? Uh, no, I... Oh, he'll speak if if Storm or Cloud Giant. Yeah, they would speak Giant, cloud, yeah. Then, yeah, speaks Giant. So he's screaming in, gi in Giant at you. Give me my mustache, Brooke! I'll rip your limb from limb! I'll... Grizzle your guts and I'll chew on your intestines. And he's like starting to like try to pummel you in the in your rather solid gut. Oh, no reason to get so upset about it. Here, have it back. And he'll headbutt him. Perfect. The section of his face with the mustache on it. Make me an attack roll. I'll give you advantage for the mustache. Uh, okay, so that's sixteen. Because he'll look up as you say, one. take it. Uh, sixteen, and I think I'm plus. Uh... That is gonna hit. Yeah, plus seven, so yeah, 20-something. 20-something, <laughs> that sounds great. So uh, yeah. uh, what is your... Do you have unarmed fighting? Uh, I do not, but I do have... Actually, I think that's just for athletics. Uh... Yeah, for strength checks with athletics, that's the gift bonus. Yes, so no, I don't have... I don't have... So it'll just okay. be my strength, which is plus four, plus one. Okay. Uh, so five, you are going to slam down into him, kind of knocking him to one knee. I'd like to hit him right between the eyebrows, so now he okay. has a mustachioed unibrow. I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> he looks up, he looks at his eyebrow, and... <laughs> it... It's stuck! Why is it stuck? He's gonna, he's gonna take his round to try to remove it with sleight of hand, and it's not gonna be able to. It is stuck to his forehead. He's trying to pull this unibrow off. There's a little bit of blood from where you crack the skin of his stony forehead, kind of dribbling down. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you have your thing back, but uh, no reason to stop fighting, eh? And he'll uh, go for a gut shot. All right, so uh, go ahead and make me that attack roll. Uh, this is 19. That is going to be a hit. Um, now, you are upstairs in this establishment. There's like two levels, um, and upstairs is where a lot of the hard drinking and hard fighting and hard fooling people tend to be. Um, as you are going to hit him, though, you're going to hit him with such force that I need to make a strength save. One sec. <laughs> I'm going to reroll that because that was a one. And rolled over. Okay, cool. Um, so there is going to be a uh, an, an awful noise as you. How are you hitting him? 
uh, just like uppercut to the gut. Uppercut to the gut. Okay, uh, uppercut to the gut is going to be enough that he is going to sail back over and is going to <laughs> land ass first down on the railing of the second floor, kind of <laughs> wobbling back and forth, kind of going, oh, 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 trying to keep himself up. He's a little inebriated uh, and is going to try to save himself on his turn with a deck save. Uh, that is with disadvantage. That is a four. Uh, so he's going to kind of like try to fly and is going to go, slip backwards uh and as he falls down to the first floor um uh cheshire can you please do me a favor and make me a deck save yes of course <laughs> oh god uh, oh god oh no <laughs> i'm sorry cat i didn't mean to kill you uh deck save that's gonna be a 10 that's gonna be, that's not gonna be enough uh all right so you sam got a six so you know what it's all good. Uh, so 20 feet up, uh, you are gonna take five points of bludgeoning damage and so is Sam as this six and a half foot tall, massive Goliath with a paste on mustache is going to go and topple over the railing, slamming you both into the ground. But that is not all that is going to happen as you slam into the ground. What happens is uh, where there were a, quite a number of accoutrements nearby, as well as some of Sam's equipment and uh, some of like the, the the things that were being thrown earlier. Uh, and as you slam into the ground, the Goliath slams on top of you. There is a footing as half a dozen throwing knives fly directly up into the air. Uh, and what we're gonna do is, I need you to do me a favor. Uh, pick a number between one and six. Uh, four. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so there is going to be a sharp pain as you hit the floor. Are you face up or face down? Uh, face up. Face up. Fa you're going to go thump, and you're going to see whoosh, and one of the daggers is going to go right into the palm of your hand, kind of pinning you to the Ooh. floor. Um, Sam is going to take one right in the ass and the Goliath is going to take four to the chest. <laughs> Ow! And the, oh no. the tavern goes... On me? What do you do, Francis? Oh, well, <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, uh, Francis, make me a deck save. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> with disadvantage because it's too good. You, with my negative one and you're giving me disadvantage? Yeah. Can I use my inspiration to I wouldn't. negate it? No? I okay. wouldn't for this one. I'll, I'll give that to you for free. Fine. Uh, seven minus one <laughs> is six. Okay, oh so so you <laughs> lean over the railing at this Goliath who's like plunged, he's like plugged up with four daggers. <laughs> yep. I think he's dead! And then suddenly you'll hear as he coughs about a liter of blood 20 Jesus. feet into the air directly into your face. What? I'm okay. The tavern just explodes with cheers. And uh, someone <laughs> and someone's going to thrust a drink into Cheshire's good hand and into both of Francis's hands. <laughs> oh, well, chin up down there, old chap. Uh, he'll cast... Uh, healing word on uh, the Goliath. All right. Thank you, Francis. I didn't know I needed this today. And she's going <laughs> to she's gonna put a drink down, pull the knife out, and then sit up and, and down the drink. All right. <laughs> With that, we transition back, back into that cell. So fighters, are they? They're probably like 
in one of the taverns right about now, either making friends or tearing the place apart, uh, possibly making tons of gold off of, like, uh, contests of skill, but most likely they're probably starting a bar fight. Or they could be drinking. Or they could be doing all three at the same time. That's, that's all I'm we, saying. That's what taverns are for around here. Well, that's probably where they're at. And the last one. The strange uh, elf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tana Stubbell. Um, yeah, she's probably the worst of the bunch, honestly. What can you tell me about Starbell? Honestly, I don't think I should tell you anything. I mean, as far as rap sheets go, like, that, there's a book that, in that one. Probably an entire volume. Like, where do you want me to start? Uh, oh, I know. We could start at the beginning. Uh, chapter one, uh, Starbell, the, the epic journey of weirdness. It's clearly a musical. Clearly. And as you begin to prattle off, we transition over on nearby cliffside. There is a small domed building that looks up into the sky. A large telescopic lens gazes skyward. On the other side, at the top lens, the wide lens facing the sky, the camera will pan around showing a blinking eye looking through it, and you'll hear the sound of a lilting dwarven voice. Ah, so you see, if you look up through there, right now we've got it pointed directly at the start of the Great Worm. It's red even during the day. It's just so beautiful. All right, well, take a look at yourself. Take a, take a look yourself, lass. I'm glad you came She'll here. basically shove him full body out of the way to take a look. Oh. Huh. I, well, I, I mean, I'm a woman, but it's it's good. It's, you know, it's the shove beard. That, that, sorry. It's, it's the beard that probably throws you. Not everyone, especially you elves, aren't used to really coming across uh, stra- strapping dwarven lasses. Uh, strapping, she's equipped. She's the equivalent of like a like a sixty year old school marm that gets knocked over. Uh, iron streaked blonde hair pulled up in a tight bun. A, a well braided beard that kind of almost looks like rose, kind of dangling oh, off her chin. That sounds really cute. Uh, and a pair of half moon spectacles, because they all have that. Um, her name is uh, is Stargazer. Um, oh, I had it right before you you knocked her over. She forgot her own name. Uh, Star Stargazer Philippa. Philippa name. Philippa Ironside, actually. They're very popular around here. Uh, you are going to, to knock her over, and you are in the center of the um, the weather watch station over next to the lighthouse. Um, the lighthouse, of course, being down on the rocks some mm, 300 feet to the south and out into the ocean a significant ways, only accessible by rowboat. But here you are, um, looking up into the, the skies above, which are beginning to cloud over a bit. There's a chance of rain today. What are you doing? What are you looking through? And please, describe yourself, Tana. Sure. So Tana is, I think, about six foot two. Uh, mm-hmm. She has black hair with a hint of blue. Uh, she looks very much like a suspiciously sparkly elf. Um, and sort of staring up at the stars, sighing wistfully, looking like she's on the verge of singing a Disney song about how she could just step through the telescope to dance among them at any moment. 
uh, and is also just completely covered in notes and star charts and pure absolutely disorganized mayhem all over the place around here. She has made a complete wreck of this office, and I, I feel very, very sorry for Stargazer Philippa to have to deal with her. Mm-hmm. So, you're a strange kind of elf, if you don't mind me saying. It's because you... I'm from out there. You sighs wistfully. You, you mean Inkinny? I ain't never seen you in Inkinny. Sure. What do you mean, out there? From the stars, but literally. <laughs> uh, well, perhaps uh, my my teacher, back in Stargazing Academy, used to tell me that we were all from the stars. We were all made of the the fibers and molecules that swirl in the cosmos. That we're all stardust in the end. But I don't Such think you're a beautiful idea. Uh, but you're not being quite so literal, are you? Or quite so metaphorical? Which one is it? No. Huh. When you say you're, you're from out there, huh. I knew the elves came from somewhere beyond here. Not as dwarves. We're native to Elos. Built in the far north itself by, uh, well, by the cold itself. I've never visited. I really want to. I hope I get I the would... chance in season. I wouldn't. It's still pretty hostile. Um, maybe by, by skyship is probably the best way to take a tour. Oh, what's a little hostility between friends? Uh, hostility. You, you, you self-defined it. Right, I suppose that's fair enough. Uh, it, it's a bit confusing at times, language. Uh, but, um... Well, you've got it for, for 15 minutes and then I've got to pass it along to the next one on the line. Actually, you're lucky that you managed to sign up for it in time. Given the things that have been happening recently, you know, and true enough, it was very difficult to get your way in here and took uh, not an inconsiderable amount of persuasion, perhaps bribing to get yourself on the list here. For your adventures have taken you from the Northern Sea to this coastal community. Mm -hmm. And lately, everyone in town has been discussing a deluge of falling stars that have lit up the evening sky for the past several nights. You've seen them. You've seen the lights dance and streak across the horizon, across the blackness, covering the uh, the twin moons of Elos and shimmering, shimmering dust. Well, a lot are saying that these are celestial events as omens of impending disaster, but others believe that maybe it's the precursor to the gods descending from the heavens to walk the land again. No one's quite sure, but... This is definitely up your alley. Tana, what are you looking for mm-hmm. here? What what are you what are you trying to gather out of this? She wants to see where they're coming from. Hmm. And she would absolutely bribe her way in here. Or fight someone. Possibly throw someone off a bridge. So as you're looking up here, what are you trying to gather from like looking up at the sky? Like what what about this is really gripping you? Because what's really gripping her is that there are beautiful patterns in the sky and something is changing. If stars are falling, if things are falling down from above, then something is different. And she's been staring at the sky for a while, so she wants to see what's changed. Go ahead and make me... uh, You can make me one of two... Quite a few different roles would work on this one. I'm going to say, do you... You can either roll me Arcana, Religion, or History. Sure. Depending on what Um, you're looking for. 
I feel Arcana is probably the most applicable one. Okay. Oh, I rolled kind of mediocre, but I have proficiency in it, so I have a 15. Well, you can see right now, from what you understand of Elos's history, the glass is focused at the star of the Great Worm right now. It's a symbolic star that represents the, the ascension of the, the grandest of the dragons, the Great Red Worm. It's mm -hmm. simultaneously, it can be seen during the day at all times um, and has been visible as long as star charts in this region have been, have been written. It's, it itself is nothing really to write home about. It's a sign for uh, the less scrupulous and evil uh, to worship. Many drac draconics and, and dragon types worship the, the star, of course. Um, however, looking directly overhead, you are going to see that the constellation behind it that this can pick up uh, is going to be the constellation that forms into um Acarus, or at least the symbol of Acarus, the the god of chivalry glimmers overhead um, his constellation shaped roughly like a helm with wings jutting off the side of it i think it's time to sketch that furiously because it sounds amazing and as you are looking up, you're going to be able to see a few streaks jut past your vision in the sky. <gasps> What's wrong? What do you see? Anything good? Oh, something, something just came, came, across the, um, came across the lens. Can you do me a favor? If you can adjust this in time, you might be able to follow its trajectory. Sure, let's try it. What I'd like you to make me is a, this is a rough one, but I'll say a dexterity plus arcana roll. Oh, wow. Okay. So is this like arcana with a dex modifier? Yep. It's arcana with dex okay. instead of int. Gosh, I rolled great. Uh, so I have a 25. <laughs> 25 so you are going to like lean back on this start pulling gears and levers whoa uh hold on one sec i need to make a save for her uh there is going to be a clatter as the the telescope swoops to the right on these old brass gears and Lenta, she says, and dives underneath it instead of losing her head. Uh, and you are going to trace the course of the shooting star, and you're going to see that it splashes into the water of the ocean, not not 500, 600 feet off the coast in the cove. The water around it sizzles and like a geyser erupts for just a moment. And then it's like nothing ever happened. Now nearby a fisherman is going to like spit out his morning coffee from where he was, or his early afternoon coffee, from where he's <laughs> sitting at a uh, on the edge of the prow uh, about 20, 20, 30 meters to the right of the, of the impact site. <laughs> he looks up, locks eyes with you through the lens 
and is going to cover himself because <laughs> he's drinking his coffee naked in the middle of the afternoon. Ooh. Of course, as is tradition. That's how everyone it, drinks their coffee. Mm-hmm. On a boat, at least. Mm-hmm. All right, so you see it crash into the water. Uh, what do you do? Um, I think she is going to grab Philippa, shake her excitedly, and say, thank you so much for this opportunity, shove her in front of the thing. Can she see out a window here at all? Like, does she have view for, yes. for outside? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's got um, one of those split, like... splitting ceilings. Okay, okay. Let's starlight step my way to teleport outside and start sprinting full body into town yelling Rex's name. Okay. Uh... And with that, we are going to swap back over into the jail cell. Yeah. The marshal leans forward. Starlight step feels like it's like a poof and a puff of clouds. Is that I, is that the right sort of or a puff of stars? Maybe. I think it's I like a like mentioned. yeah, it's like it's like a nebula. Yeah. There's like some there's some yeah, tinkling for sure, some twinkling at least. There's got to be twinkling, legally required twinkling, of course. Legally required, yeah. Uh, so as. You are running through. We transition back into the cell. Hmm. So, a bunch of ne'er-do-wells. Wait, what were we talking about? You were, you were writing out your crew and all of the things that they've done around the Northern Sea. Pirates like yourself, Felnar. Pirates like yourself that are going to be locked up in here as long as I... A knock comes from the outside door of the cell. I'm in the middle of an interrogation. Come on in! Um, Marshal Horatio? Um, we have a missive from from the barony? We already got one. It's really nice. Don't try anything, Felnar. I'm watching I'm you. I'm sitting right here. What, what could I possibly do? Mm. He glowers at you. Opens the door. And there is a a, um, a rather um, a rather pudgy uh, frog person in knight's armor. Well, knight's armor. Mismatched armor, to be certain. Standing on the other side, dressed like one of the town guards. Um, here, here you are, sir. Uh, straight from the uh, the barony of Shatoka. <laughs> Thank you, Calvin. It's Kermit, Thank you, Calvin. <clears throat> Marshal Horatio looks down at the documents in say? front of him. What does it say? I'm reading it. Yeah, well, you can read it out loud. Unless Fine. you don't know how to do that. You just move your mouth and say the words. Not I'll difficult. Give it a, I'll give it a try. I do make concern at the town of Inkeny. Louder. Metro- to all of the towns along the eastern and western bays of Argeny and Toulouse. Yep. Let it be known yes, that Rick Felnar and his crew. That's me. That's, that's Hereby known as Ship about. Happens, the Hawkers, the Silver Standard, Starburb, etc., etc. Are hereby yeah, pardoned. We, we went over that. For their good works in reclamation of lost artifacts to the Triton Nation. See, I told you we were wanted. <laughs> Did you read the entire list? Did you read the stuff on the back? You didn't read the stuff on the back, did you? 
look, we're quite popular all over the place. So I'm free to go. This time. I can see myself I'm out. Oh, and I'll be watching you. He leans That's behind fine. him. And goes, ah, you can pick up your things at the front. I still have all my things. I don't have things on me. Why would I want things? Wait. Can I, can I borrow that rap sheet? I could use that. I can I can get you copies of your wanted poster, sir. You hear from the hallway. Oh, <laughs> yes, I want that. Thank you, Calvin. It's Corso. Wait, no, it's not. It's Cormit. Cormit Corso. <laughs> oh, well, it's been pleasant. Um, I gotta go. I, I, the rest of my crew's probably, like, up to shenanigans or ne'er-do-well. Make sure they're this. not. Or else I'll make sure the sky falls down on you, Felnar. Yeah, that, yeah, that's happened before. Um, and I, it'll happen again. I mean, I was a little bruised, but that's fine. I came through it. Hmm. Okay, well, I'll see you next time. Uh, should, we, should we just make this a weekly session, or? Um... <laughs> Do you need to find the door, or should I throw you through it? No, it, Frankie usually is the one that's throwing me around. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go find them. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Uh, sir, here are your wanted posters. As you wander out into the central hall oh. of the guardroom, uh, there will be a small, oh, a about, a, about a centimeter thick stack of paper. I collected all the local ones. The frog, the frog, uh, desk sergeant will hand to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, full color. Oh, glossy. Yeah, we, we try. Um, well, I hope you have a wonderful day, and uh, sorry for the inconvenience of, of, of locking you up, and, um, um... No, it wasn't an inconvenience. Oh, I'm yeah, used I to hear, it, really. Yeah, I hear you're used to it, yeah. <laughs> well, um, um, can, um, can you sign this? I collect. <laughs> and I'll ha pass you one of the wanted posters. Oh, that's not even one of the good ones. Uh, oh. hang on. Let's flip through the sheets and find uh, a, a really nice uh, one. Oh, I hear this one's, like like kind of a two-tone it's uh it really brings out the colors in my everything uh here let me, you got a pen or something uh yes sir here oh thank you uh who should i write this out to to uh, kelvin uh, um, um if you like mean, it's 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 cormit cormit corso kelvin your biggest fan uh wf okay Perfect. Uh, so uh, I'll just see my way out. Thank you. Uh, have Here you a wonderful go. day, sir. Uh, and as you head outside of the uh, uh, head outside of the guard hall, um, you are going to hear the sound of the fishing village erupting around you. The smells of the ocean, the brine, the fresh fish, fresh fish being called out, and you'll hear. As soon as the door shuts behind you, not a moment of peace, for your name is being called to you as Tana runs up. Correct, correct. Gonna basically Wait. full body grab you and start spinning you in a circle. Ah. Something fell from the stuff into the water. We're all gonna die. I need to steal it. That things are falling from the stars again? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Terrible. Of course you did. Oh, 
You're really improving on those. I know, right? I've only had like a century of practice. You think I'd be better by now, but alas. <laughs> so, so, so where's everyone else? I was going to ask you the exact same question. Uh, Wait, were you in jail I, again? I was just visiting. Aw, uh, how's Cormit doing? I love him. So cute. I, I know. I didn't get a chance to pinch his cheeks or anything. It's oh, so funny. Just, you just kind of get you just <laughs> Okay, let's go find them. Let's go find them. Grab you and start dragging you off into the distance. Ah. It doesn't take I'm you very long. from behind. <laughs> It doesn't take you very long to make your way to the place that you are all going to have a lunch at. The Hallside Public House. There's a minstrel playing outside, and all of you are having a lovely, lovely lunch. Do you take time to uh, to meet up and order some food, Tana? Or did everybody order food for you in advance, knowing that you'd be a bit late? Yeah. Um, reasonable odds they would have expected Tana to be late. All right, so, uh, so here's what the tavern is serving. I just want to know what people uh, want. I have Gift Mouth, which is red wine with a dash of uh, kind of like a, a, a purple liqueur. Uh, yes, Mool. So if Mool is there, um, they just got chased by humans trying to kill them or mm -hmm. accuse them of something. I think they're trying extra hard to be humanoid. And like, okay. have has been running like was running around and is probably like has a hat on and like a cloak up around and is like subterfuge. Sounds good. The waiter is hanging out near you. Um, she is a, a blue-skinned tiefling with uh, swirling goat horns that kind of meld into her hair, uh, which is kind of like about the same color as yours, actually. And um, stands kind of next to you, like going through the menu. So yeah, hi, welcome, welcome to uh, the hall side. Uh, for beverages today, we've got a shattered Morningstar Shiraz, a sad Triangle Riesling, and an excited Troll Gwurtstraminer. Uh, we also have uh, quite a few ales. Uh, we've got Spider Bite, we've got Tinker's Tincture, and of course, we've got, we've got Gnomon's Gnome. I wouldn't recommend it. It's kind of, yeah. Uh, the first one, please. The, uh, of the wine or the ales? Uh, the wines. Of course, of course. The Shattered Morningstar. Uh, would that be by the bottle or by the, um, uh, by the glass? <laughs> yes, the bottle. All right, that'll be four gold pieces, five silver for that. Take uh, Let's see. Uh, and as for the food menu, as you can see here, we have deep-fried potato wedges, deep-fried chicken strips, uh, jam-packed baby artichokes, uh, deep-fried slices of red beet, uh, live squid, dead squid, turkey stew, romaine salad, and a blackened venison. It's not actually venison. Uh, are the artichokes uh, packed with jam, or are they jam-packed with something else? They're jam-packed with jam. Ah. What kind of jam? Um... Well, it's um, uh, with a jam packed with a medley of, of brackenberry jam, uh, as well as sour cream and cream cheese. That's too odd for me to not order it. Of course, of course. One for you. Yes, sounds good. All right. And uh, and for the rest of you, let's see. You said that you wanted your friend to get, uh, uh, oh, the blackened beef. Now, we're almost out of that, so we'll be the rougher cuts of that. You said that um, your friend is a goblin, so that should be fine. They've got sharp teeth, usually. Your friend has his teeth, does he? 
Last I checked. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, so one of those uh, with the potatoes. Uh, and for for you, um, lovely girl with the um, the drawings on her. Oh, that's actually your skin. Interesting. Um, it, yes, it is actually my skin. Uh, was that chicken strips? Yeah, I'll take the chicken strips with the potato wedges. Mm. And um, I'll take the same wine as Francis, actually. All right. Uh, well, um, are you sharing the bottle or ordering a separate bottle? Uh, Friends, do you want to share the bottle? Absolutely. I, I can share. I can spare a glass or two. All right. Excellent. I will save you share. Um, and you with the lovely blue hair. Um, I'll have a very... Moose uh, looking around at what other people are ordering and tries to order the most humanoid, average, boring meal possible. French fries. Chicken strips. Chicken strips <laughs> and French fries. Yeah. Chicken strips and potato wedges, I suppose. Absolutely, absolutely. Very and uh, for, for beverage? Water. Francis will lean down and go, you should go for the ale. Ale. Ale, all right. Um, spider bite or tinkster's tincture? Tinkerer's tincture. Tinkerer's tink. The second one. The, second. the tincture. Second the second one, second. yes. Good. The one. All right, sounds good. Uh, all right, I'll have that out for you in just a moment. Uh, mm, yes? Thank you. Oh, uh, catsup? No, it's just, no, I'm... No catsup? She narrows her eyes at you. You get the momentary <laughs> feeling that you might be being judged at your I, humanity. The barbecue sauce. Yeah, the barbecue, barbecue sauce. sauce. All right, then. <laughs> Wanders off. Francis, what did I just order? Something very delicious. And very human. Okay. Because humans tried to, 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 to... I got attacked by a mob again. That, that, that happens to people who aren't human. It's I mean, It happened to me before. I, I only get mobs with people I've things with, but you'll have to point them out to me. I'll... Let him know what's what. That's how humans apart. Oh, fleshy and weird. They really I'm are. I'm glad that I'm not fleshy. Poke, poke, <laughs> tink, tink. From nearby. I know. Mool... It's one of your better features. <laughs> Mool, as you're saying that, you get this strange sensation and are going to just kind of glance over your shoulder and see that there's a human not ten feet away from you. <laughs> um. She doesn't appear to be paying attention to you, uh, but she does have um, kind of, well, a different air about her. She's um, dressed in kind of uh, pale, kind of khaki colored and, and brown colored um almost like, uh, definitely like a sailor's outfit, high... Um, high water pants, uh, a bandana around orangish red hair. And she seems to be listening very animately to a, a burly blacksmith who um, you'll actually recognize a dark skinned gentleman from, uh, from a coca who um, has serviced some of your friends equipment. Whenever you've been in town, um, uh, a guy named Gordo. Um, Gordo is a, in his mid forties has like this bushy gray beard. That's kind of jutting out of his dark skin and, uh, but no mustache to speak of. Um, 
maybe at one point it probably caught fire from a spark. Um, and he's seems like he's telling a wild story. He's known for kind of telling wild stories around kids, but in a place like this, there aren't really any kids except out on the patio. Um, as you're glancing at that, you'll see that um, there are no doors in this establishment. It's just a pull-down shutter uh, that closes up the side of the building. The open air is too nice. And as you're looking over there, the light spilling in from the outside, you are going to see that Tana and Wreck are entering rather quickly. Oh, welcome back. How is prison? Uh, it wasn't me this time. I, I was just visiting. How come you get to go to prison and I get mobs trying to kill me? Who is I want to trade next time? We can trade. Yes! Rick is Thank much you. better at starting battles than you. Yeah, but Something fell in the water, I want to steal it. But you're a, you are very good at throwing people on other people. What do you guys get me for food? I'm Sorry. hungry. Tana? What fell in the water? Into the water, and we we, we gotta get it. Oh, how about we eat first? Chicken strips. No. Oh, chicken strips. Your plates yes. of ale okay. and wine. Chicken plates uh, plates oh, of food and ale and wine are set down on the table in front okay. of you. Okay. Well, eat we should first, eat quickly then. Then rock. Yes, we we, we can you eat. Think, well, was was it a rock? What we don't know. This from space. And concierge, concierge. Yes. Uh, How can I help you? Can, can I get a couple of the uh, live squid to go? Absolutely. Now you make sh make sure they're wrapped up really well. I want them really fresh and alive. I'll make sure they're wrapped up and they're not illithid. Thank you. <laughs> That's good. I think. She takes a yes, step away and and. Uh, forget I said anything, and you'll see that just like one of the veins in her face bulges just slightly, only for the camera. Mool <laughs> <laughs> um, is going to like dunk their hand into their glass of mead, and is just going to start like absorbing it. Now, with the other hand, is going to gra start grabbing and like just consuming chicken strips. Mule, mule, and Francis will take a sip of their wine what? and then take a piece of food and put it into their mouth. <laughs> I thought we were supposed to eat fast. Oh, well, if, fa if fast is important, he'll just take his, oh. they'll take their whole plate and just open, oh, just ah, and just dump <laughs> the whole thing in and just the whole bottle of wine. All right, let's go find a space rock. All right. So as you uh, as you start finishing your midday meal, um, over your shoulder you can hear uh, Gordo continuing his story. And that's when I saw it. I got woken up last night by this, this loud crash, and and um, I'm telling you, lady, this 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 vine made a crystal shoot. Out of the ground and punched a hole through the uh, Jones's bakery next door. It must be divine punishment for the bad pies and, and, and steep prices over there. <laughs> this is where you you laugh normally. Um, <laughs> I swear, weird things have been happening ever since. And as he starts to speak again, tries to gather his composure to continue his story, the ground 
rumbles beneath you, cutting off all conversation. You hear the dull roar of a distant eruption. The earth shakes violently, toppling your glasses over to the floor. They shatter, they break, and in the distance, how the missing wall, that uh, the shutter, you can see sinuous, crystalline vines erupting from the grounds a few blocks away, taking the roof of one of the nearby houses up with it. As that happens, it raises it tall enough to be seen over all of the other rooftops. Screams of panic rise from the same direction. You hear the sound of alarm bells being raised in town, and the woman who was listening to his story stands up, adjusts her sailor's outfit, and says, eh, I think it's time I return to my ship. You're welcome to join me, she says, turning to the lot of you. You'd be wise to flee as well. And with that, she makes her way to the docks. The ground churns again. More eruptions burst through the streets all around the restaurant. From these sites sprout smaller crystalline vines that uproot themselves and begin lurching through the streets, driving panicked citizens before them, while the enormous vine in the distance stretches even taller. And I think this is probably a good place for us to take a quick break. So, folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be dun, right back. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, everybody, it's Kelly. Thanks for listening to this episode. We'll get back to it in just a second. But first, I'm excited to announce that we are releasing a brand new podcast for all of you to enjoy. For those of you who don't know, we have a massive homebrew world over at Dork Tales called Elos, and about a year and a half ago, we ran a 26-episode campaign called The Reign of Emerys, which takes place in one corner of that world in a techno-magical empire. And of course, it features a motley crew of adventurers that are thrust together by circumstance and fate in order to save their homeland. It's honestly one of my favorite things that I've ran on Dork Tales, and I hope it will be for you too. So what I am doing is I'm going and trying my best to clean it up because it was all recorded for Twitch and for YouTube and transforming it into a podcast for your enjoyment. So that'll be dropping mid-September on Fridays and will run for the full 26 episodes plus the session zero. We also have Dork Tales the Podcast or Dork Pod, which is coming to our patrons at patreon.com slash dorktales in about, about a month or so. And then we'll have about a three month cooldown or so before it is released to the general public in January or February. We're about seven episodes into the recording of that right now. It is a fantastic time that features the weirdest characters we've ever had on a stream. Uh, one of them is a dog and that's not the weird one. So I hope you join us for that. If you want to get advanced access to that, of course you can join Patreon at the $5 tier or if that's too rich for your blood, you can just wait it out. It will eventually come to you because we don't pay wall content here. Uh, again, Thank you so much for all of your support. I can't wait to share the Reign of Emerys with you. And if you like it, please let us know and we'll try to do more homebrew content. We're a big fan of our own creation and we'd like you to be too. Thanks very much. And uh, now back to the episode. Hello and welcome back to Spelljammer here on Dork Tales. When last we left the party, they were having the very end of their lunch when they had heard that the shooting stars from the previous night had caused some strange occurrences in town, stripping the roofs off of buildings, creating strange crystalline vines. And if on, as if on cue, a tremendous sound erupted throughout the town, rending buildings asunder as crystalline vines made of these glowing yellow crystals tore through buildings, 
raising them, crushing them, rending them into the sky. People began screaming, fleeing, running, trying to escape. And it's at that point that you saw the vines were not only stretching into the sky, but they were also giving birth to strange vines that thrashed around and began to grow into humanoid shapes. These yellow beings that look like they were comprised of humanoids wrapped in rope begin terrorizing the streets, pulling people off their feet, mass murdering as they plunge outward from these crystalline vines. And with that, I would like, for sake of ease, an initiative roll off of everyone. Okay, so, uh, roll initiative, please put... (laughs) Oh, that's great. I love that sound. Uh, Please put your initiative in our private chat, and I will quickly just read them aloud as I go down. Okay. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so I have... I have uh, B1. Then I have... uh, I have Cheshire. Then I have... Oh, actually, no. I have Cheshire's at the top of the initiative because I can't count. <laughs> uh, then it is B1. Then it is Tana. Then it is... My god. Okay, so uh, I have Cheshire <laughs> with a 16. I have one of my minions with a 15.5. I have uh, Tana with a 15. I have... Hush. I have five more of my guys, uh, and then I have uh, I have uh, Mool and Francis, and then Rec, who must have rolled like a one or something on it on his roll. Yes, first roll of the game, and I get first a roll one. of the game. Roll one. <laughs> I love it. Hell okay. yes. All right, so there, these ambulatory vines are rushing around, um, smashing into things. Uh, the the sailor woman who was sitting at the bar nearby you, uh, as the vines began to crash upwards, said, I think it's time I return to my ship. You're welcome to join me. You'd be wise to flee as well. And with that, she turns and rushes. Um... She flees, leaving you to decide your own course of action as she begins to rush down the street, dodging this way and that way as some of these lashing vine monsters that look kind of similar to, like, blights, vine blights, perhaps, Mm -hmm. um, are lashing out and striking people. What do you do? There are several different things that you could do. Um, You could try to escape town. You could try to follow her. You could try to barricade yourselves inside of this pub. Or you could get into a fight. What do you want to do? Uh, I want to say we follow. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. We're technically not initiative. Go for it. Oh. <laughs> I for one say we follow the uh, lovely captain lady. Um, I. This does look like a grand old time. However, I'd like to live to fight another day. You know what? I like day. that idea as well. I think. Big fan yeah. of survival. Mm-hmm. Big fan of survival. I do. I do appreciate being alive. You're gonna finish your potato wedges. Well, obviously. We'll take them on the road. Get to it. Yeah. Get to it. She just Howdy grabbed the plate. One of those to-go boxes. She just grabbed, she grabbed the plate. Well, these <laughs> people right. left already. I'm going to finish their lunch. Okay, so <laughs> he's grabbing and shoving in your mouth? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's gonna, she, uh, and Cheshire is going to take take a swig of the wine, grab the plate mm-hmm. of potato wedge, uh, her, her potato wedges, <laughs> and then start heading towards the door. 
Eh, All right, it's not want not. Mool's gonna grab like a couple things off of other tables and just gonna kind of like absorb them for it to digest later. All right, sounds good. <laughs> All right, so rushing out into the street, top of the initiative, Cheshire, I have you up. What do you do? Directly in front of you, you see that there is a winding main street that heads down to the dock. Uh, in front of you, you can see that a mother is shielding her children from one of these blights that has wrapped its sinewy crystalline tendon tendrils around her midsection and are pulling her off of her feet. Uh, she's hacking at it with, uh, with what looks like um, a parasol. <laughs> trying to stab at it. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to activate Star Reform. Okay. Um, going with the, the Archer Constellation. All right. What does that look like as you do that? Um, so she, uh, in fact, she, she, she's going to shove a bunch of her potato wedges in her, in her, in her mouth, toss the plate on the ground, and then out of her pocket, she's going to pull out this, like, little, um, this little crystal ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's gonna hold it in front of her, and it's uh, gonna be, like project with the constellations above her. Um, and she is ba- she's gonna reach up, and grab the constellation she wants, which is gonna be the, the archer, and mm. pull it out of the like pull it out of the the projection, and uh, and it's going to take form in front uh, in front of her. Okay. Is it going to be like one of those TikTok videos where like they they pre like you like they they move into the future frame of themselves? Like you step into the archer like it outlines you? Yeah, I think so. Um I I think you know, okay, that sounds really Sailor Moon. Yeah, this mm-hmm. I think like Sailor Moon or mag, uh, you know, Magical Girl. Um okay. that's kind of what's happening here because I mean this is me we're talking about. Um and so she's going to do that and as a bonus action, um she's going to uh, well, uh, actually, yeah. When I activate this form, I can just do the uh, sp- the spell range attack. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to attack um, the thing. Okay. Uh, and how does a what do I add to this? You add your spell attack, attack bonus, so proficiency plus wisdom bonus. probably. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, which is seven, so 26 to hit. All right. So that is absolutely going to hit. Go ahead and roll me damage. All right. And gonna... what what type of damage is this? This is radiant damage. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be a seven plus seven, eight, nine, ten. That's going to be 11 points of radiant damage. You fire a bolt of starlight across the across the central square, and it plunges into the back of this creature that arches its back and lets out this kind of moan, and then turns, looks at you, and you can see it's pulsing with radiant light. There are several cracks through its crystalline structure, but not as many as that death blow should have made. It turns and looks at you, and everyone here who can speak Elven will hear... Your light will be added to ours. In this mechanical, echoing voice, your light will be added to ours. To those who don't speak Elven, it sounds like Trulala Manal, Malataro. And uh, Cheshire, uh, it is going to uh, take a step toward you uh, until it is 10 feet away and is going to make an attack against you, lashing out with its vines. 
Is your armor class... Okay, that three is not going to hit, but I'm pretty sure the 22 does. The 22 is going to hit. Okay. Uh, it is going to drop the woman, at least, um, as it lashes out at you. That is going to be four points of radiant damage. And you are no grappled. Okay. As the vines lash around your waist. Uh, Tana, it is your turn. Unless, Cheshire, did you have anything else that you want to do your round? Because you had a bonus action and your normal action, right? Um, so, the way this is put in, when you activate this form, and as a bonus action on subsequent turns, oh, okay. you can make the ranged spell attack. So, does that mean that when I first yeah, activate so what it, does I it would take to, also get to a bonus? Take, what does it take to take that form? Does it take an action or a bonus action? It's, um... Oh, yeah, it takes a bonus, a bonus action to expend the use of my wild shape to take on the starry form. Okay, so uh, bonus action. That means you still have a normal action. Oh, then uh, I want to hit it with the quarterstaff. Right, that sounds good to me. Go ahead. Okay. So it's already grappling you, so I'll say that you can you can absolutely take a swing at it because you can kind of just slam down into its vines that are grappling you. Sorry about uh, the order of operations. They're new, new, new druid types I've never dealt with before. I, yeah, I've never dealt with the druid, period, so. You'll like um, them. All right, so that's going to be a uh, 15 to hit. 15 to hit is going to be a hit. Roll me damage. All right, it's going to be a D6. D6 plus your strength, please. That's going to be a 3. Three total. Sounds fantastic. All right, so you're going to slam down. Um, There are three vines that are wrapped around your waist, kind of that have all merged into one larger coiled vine. One of them is going to shatter off. Um, And uh, actually, since you managed to hit that vine directly, give me an acrobatics or athletics check. Perfect. Um, do, 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 do acrobatics or athletics? Whichever, whichever is better for you. Uh, ac- that's going to be acrobatics with an eighteen. Eighteen. All right. So you're going to. This is not something that would normally happen, but hey, you you did something cool. Uh, so you are going to smash one of the crystalline uh, tendrils that is wrapped around your waist, which is going to cause a chain reaction that's going to loosen the grip enough that you can kind of jump out of it and dodge to the side. You are no longer grappled, but you are within co- within attack range. Just so you are aware. Now, unless you want to move, it is Tana's turn. Um, I, I'm i going to uh, get back with the group. Okay. So I'm going to then... Okay, uh, so uh, you are still inside of its range, so it is going to make an opportunity yes. attack against you. That's acceptable. Uh, that is going to be a 17. So that is going to be Not a hit. hit. Okay. Uh, you are going to take another four points of radiant damage, and you are grappled again. Oh, no! Okay. As you smack it out of the way and start to move back, and you'll hear, your light will be added to our own in Elven. And it's going to lash you around the ankles. Tana, now it is your turn. What do you do? So, I've never played a warlock before, but I tried to do a bit of research, and something I noticed is that we have, like, no bonus actions that do anything, so I may have taken a very annoying feat to give me something very annoying to do with every bonus action. Oh no. Uh, so what I would like to do is use telekinesis to try to shove it five feet away with a bonus action while running up towards it. So it's got a DC 15 strength test, and if it fails, it gets pushed five feet. Nat 20. Brilliant. Uh. Well, I'm just still going to shove it. Uh, then basically 
she's fully intending to run up between it. Um, <laughs> it's a terrible decision. She's going to try to stand in front of Cheshire. So she's running up to be between the two of them. All right. Do I get attack of opportunities? Um, you do not. It's meant its reaction. Uh, and that's okay, attack brilliant. of opportunity is only brilliant. when you leave its range. Oh, right. I, I felt it's as not, if I was you, moving in and then another five. It's not each step. It's whenever you leave. It's whenever yeah. you leave Leave total. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I need to stop playing Pathfinder. <laughs> uh, and basically at point blank range, uh, she would like to say in Elvish, add this to your light, you dumbass, uh, and blast <laughs> it with a wand of magic missiles, except that she's going to put four charges into it. So this is magic missiles at a spell slot level of seven. Holy crap. Uh, so <laughs> what, what does that give you? Six? Uh, that uh, gives me nine? 74 plus seven dice Isn't it? Isn't it 94? Because the base magic missile, base magic missile three, is four bolts, isn't it? 1d4 plus one darts. And then it's one extra dart per, because I think it's three at the at the base. Hang on. Maybe the wand is different. So three or four at base. Now I'm confused. It's 3d4 uh, at base. Three glowing darts of magical force. Each dart hits a creature of your choice that you can see within range that deals 1d4 plus one force damage to its target. Okay. And, and then, it's plus one uh, for higher each level. Cast a spell at second level above. Higher level. One more dart for each level. Yes. I'm throwing four charges into this, which I can Oh, four charges. Okay, sorry. magic missiles is adorable. Um, so it gets super, super, super buffed. And I'm going to roll a whole bunch of D4s and roll 20 and see what happens. All right, do it. You can roll real dice if you want. I trust you. I only have one D4. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. And I don't, I don't want to roll it seven times. Uh, I rolled three ones. In that. Holy crap. So I have a total of 21 damage. How do you want to do this? Uh, dramatically with a flurry of magic my little scarf flaps majestically in the wind and I say a quippy one-liner about adding this light to your asshole and so you're going to hear there we go that's the right enough I had to count um, you're going to be seven impacts as your magic missiles shriek across the, the field and slam into this crystalline vine creature we'll call we'll call them blights for lacks of lack of a better term mm-hmm. uh, the blight is going to explode into crystalline dust right as it says your light will <laughs> and that one is defeated you are no longer grappled cheshire tana as you do that though nearby within about 30 feet there are five more of these blights that are standing up oh, from no. where they were spawned and are going to turn and look at you and as unison are going to say your light your light your light your light will be added to our own and uh one of them Can is I going to before the end of my turn yes you may i'm <laughs> just gonna turn back at cheshire oh no i thought it was being so cool <laughs> Uh, you are going to hear the sound of whizzing arrows uh, plunging through the air, and one of the blights is going to take a step back, stumbling with th- with two arrows punched into his chest. Uh, you are going to see from one of the nearby guard towers a small green person go, I thought it was pretty cool, as a frogman like, draws another arrow and shoots down. Cormit uh, is the best. Uh, however, two of these... Vine, vine blights, these viners are going to uh, charge you. Uh, they only get six second turns because they're viners. Are they diviners though? We're diviners. All right. Uh, the first one is going to charge. That is absolutely going to hit you, my friend. Uh, all right. So Tana, that is going to be a critical hit. Oh goodness. 
uh, uh, that could be way worse, Tana. Uh, the first lash is going to strike out and is going to hit you for a total of nine, 11 points of radiant damage. And Oof. you will be grappled. Uh, it is going to attempt to... Actually, no, it's not. It's not going to because it didn't have advantage on that. Um, so uh, the, the first one is going to lash kind of over your shoulder. You're going to dodge out of the way. And it's going to surge, slamming its tendril into your chest, kind of wrapping around you and kind of holding you almost like a giant, wrapping its, its fist around your torso. I need you to do me a favor. Can you make me a... I'm going to say an intelligence save. <laughs> Uh-oh. of you to assume that I would have. <laughs> oh, well, all right. 21. 21. Um, there is going to be a sudden flash around you. And suddenly, the sound of battle and screaming fades away. You find yourself floating in the void, but you're not you don't lack control. You know exactly where you are. The star chamber. The where you were where you were cast out. Something is something is and with that you'll shake it off. One of the other blights rushes next to you and tries to hit you while you are grappled with an attack and tries to hit Cheshire as well. Uh, both attacks are going to be a that is an eight on you. Tana, that is going to be a miss, and a 12. Does a 12 hit you, Cheshire? Miss. Okay. Uh, the other two Vine Blights are, well, not Vine Blights. We'll call them Astral Blights. That sounds like a good thing to call them. Are out of range from hitting you, but they are going to attack some of the nearby guards. Uh, one of them is going to be hurled through the air and will crash down bonelessly on the ground after a 40-foot drop. And another one is going to be skewered through the gut. Um, as that happens, he's going to lean forward and go, Get them to safety! And is going to point at some of the... Um, uh, some of the civilians nearby that have flooded the square. Uh, and with that, uh, it is Mool. Mool, it's your turn. So, are any of my allies still grappled? Uh, yes, really? Tana is. Tana is. Um, so, step one, Mool would like to rage. <laughs> um, I like to picture which... you getting bubbly when that happens. <laughs> A little bit, and then the buns on her head start kind of like extending and like floating. And it's, it's great. Um, and would like to. This is gonna be real dumb. I would like to grapple, counter grapple, or tackle the thing grappling Tana. Okay, make me a grapple um, check. And so oh wait, how do you I do have... that with your with your feet and your your abilities? How does that work okay. with you? Okay. So, you have um, some special stuff yep. for this, I just remembered. I do. I do. Um so I've spent my bonus action to rage. Just let me pull up the thing for the the feet. Oh, did I put on, actually put on my sheet like a smart person? I'm sure you did. It's somewhere. It wasn't grappler. You took. Uh... It was unarmed fighting. Um, so unarmed strikes deal bludgeoning damage equal to plus one d six plus your strength modifier on a hit. 
-hmm. You're not wearing, you can make it to one, a D8. Um, at the start of each of my turns, I can deal 1d4 bludgeoning damage on a creature grappled by me. So okay. it will take effect next time if I'm actively grappling them. Mm -hmm. But I also, because I'm a plasmoid, have advantage on grapple checks, but also I think I get that anyway because I'm raging. Uh, oh. You get advantage on strength checks. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh god, I've never seen a barbarian grappler once. before. I just realized. Um, yeah. You're real good at it. Yeah, so I uh. guess grapple only applies once here, or advantage only applies once. Yes. Alright, so this but is a contested roll. If I'm not mistaken, right? Contested oh, from man, the beginning with grapple. I suck at rolling. Um, so that ends up being... Why am I always so bad at remembering grappling rules? Because they're so strange so in for all me it's strength, So for me, it's strength athletics, which mm. ends up being 15 because I, yeah. And then okay. contested against dexterity or strength on your side. Uh, strength, yeah. grappled. And it is, uh, it is contested the moment that you try to grapple, right? Yeah. Hmm. Just checking one detail about grappling multiple people. You know what? I'm going to say that it's going to have disadvantage since it's already grappling somebody. Okay. Uh, so, you're going to hit. Yay! They are grappled. Alright, so rushing up, you're going to grapple them. Are you going to do anything else? So that was... That was um... so bonus action and action already, so that's all everything I can do at the moment. Now is grappling... Uh, you may still attack once. Oh, do I have extra attack already? N yeah, yeah, level five, just... you should as a barbarian. Oh, crap, I do. I do have extra attack. Yeah, and um, grappling is only one of your attack actions. I just read it. It is. So you can grab a headbutt. So I have unarmed attack. Which for me is a D8 because I... Oh, because I... That's how that works. And... Can I reckless attack at the same time to make it? Because my oh no, that's my my first attack. My first attack action was actually to grapple, so that's fine. That's fine. Um, so that is a god, too many things. Uh, one. I have too many books. Read you Did you say over 20? Yes, that will hit. Yes. <laughs> and then I'm raging, so that's a plus two to damage. So that was... And you rolled a D8, right? Yeah. Okay. 11 bludgeoning, but is magical for intensive... Um, for purposes of damage resistance. Damn. Uh, you headbutt this thing so hard, it starts to crack down the middle. And two broken mouths will start spattering in Elvish each one taking one word of the sentence. Your light will be... Or, you don't speak Elvin. Speak is what Ghoul is going to say, and just, like... So how this actually looks is, like, they go and they, like, grab yeah. on and, like, kind of, like, amorphous blob grabs on and then just, like, smashes. Like, their head becomes, like, a club and just bashes them. I love it. I love it so much. Before retracting back to their normal humanoid appearance. All right. Do you have anything else you want to do? 
That's just all I can do as far as I'm aware. All right, so Francis, it is your turn, my friend. Uh, so my brain doesn't remember long enough. Uh, who did the guards say we needed to? Just help all the get people. Just like oh, there just are tons of civilians everywhere. It's the it's midday in a seaside town. People are on their uh, siesta breaks. Like gotcha. I mean, not anymore. They they woke up. Um, okay. Well, best I can do is clear a path. Fair. Each, Fair. each child for themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to run out, or they're going to run out, and they don't. I'm not going to put my shield on, uh, so we're going to double hand their Warhammer, which they'll slip off their back and give her. Give her! Uh, so yeah, they're just going to run out and just start smacking these things in a, and will not stop running. Just going to keep going, knocking these things out as they go towards the boat. Sounds good. Are you going to, uh, as you're running through, are you going to attack the one that um, Mool's grappling, or do they have it? Mool's got it. Okay, sounds good. So, uh, directly in front, there are two that are kind of blocking the way out of here. Okay. Um, um, I'm gonna... Uh, because I am a cleric of zeal, I can do the same thing that Rhett can do, and use my bonus action for a second attack. Oof, do it. Uh, so I'm gonna do one on each of them. Okay. Uh, that's a 21 and a 20. Those are both hits. Roll me damage, please. Fantastic. D10s. Uh, the first one will be a 8 damage. Ooh, beautiful. And the other one will be a 7 damage. Okay, are you adding anything to the damage with any of your cleric abilities or anything like that? Uh, not currently, no. Okay. Because I've used my bonus action for the attack, adding extra damage Fair, okay. bonus actions right. for most things. Uh, are you, so you kind of rushed up to right next to them and smashed your hammer into one, reversed it into another one. They're both going to kind of like jitter to the side and go, your light will be added to our own. You got to come and get it. And he's going to run. <laughs> All right. What's your speed? Uh, 30. 30? Okay. So, um, you are going to get up to them, hit them, and be able to move five feet, so you're not out of their range, thankfully, so I don't get opportunity attacks on this, uh, which is great. Uh, but, Wreck, it is your turn, my friend. What do you do? Well, I'm obviously grabbing my to-go satchel with my <laughs> live squid in it. <laughs> your bug-out bag with the live squid? <laughs> yeah. Keep that under my arm at all time, and uh, wolf down some uh, potato potato wedges, and then be like, ah, oh, everyone's left already. Uh, okay, I'm coming. And chase <laughs> after the rest of them. Uh, okay. Probably taking in the scene as we go, and unless anyone gets close to me, I'm just gonna run along with everyone else. Alright, sounds good. Uh, making your way through, do you have anything that helps you dodge opportunity attacks? Mobile? Or... Uh, I could you'd spend have to... a key point and just get dodge. That's fair. I'd have disadvantage on that. So one of the Vine Blights is going to be able to try to reach out at you as you run past. Am I rolling flat, or are you going to cool. spend a key point? Uh, yeah, I'll spend a point. I got it. All right, sounds good. I'll roll it. I'll roll with disadvantage. Oh my god, that was an awful roll. Um, You're going to just, like, are you going over or under this vine? Oh yeah, it's just a light little jump over top of it. Sounds good. You can even run along it if you want. It kind of plunges into the ground next to you. Uh, and you are going to be able, if you spend both of your speed, uh, both of your actions as speed are actually going to be up 
by Francis and actually kind of around the side and away from like <laughs> further down the hill than he or than they are. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I will actually do that and just zip ahead. Sounds good. All right. With that top of the initiative, the the keep crystal punk. <laughs> The crystalline vine shakes the ground further, rising into the sky. Wreck, as you are running ahead of you, though, uh, in the bag, I spend a hurt the more to make that happen. Can you do me a favor and uh, make me a... Uh, make me a... Uh, it'll be a deck save for this, I think. Deck save? Yeah. Uh, 21. Okay. Uh, so, as you are kind of... You're, like, snarfing as you run. You're, like, cramming stuff in your mouth. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the live squid is going to wrap around your finger, and as you pull it up, it is this tiny, beady-eyed little monstrosity that looks at you and goes, and starts reaching for your nostrils. Yeah, ah, look, I was going to set you guys free. Stop fighting me. <laughs> it doesn't look like a normal squid. In fact, this looks about the size of, like, oh, a golf ball? Uh, but we'll deal with that on your turn. Oh, gosh. All right. Uh, I guess I just made golf a thing in ELO, so there we go. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Cheshire, it is your turn. Uh, you are no longer grappled because that thing got blowed up. Uh, but Tana is. And the rest of your friends are running away from the scene. Some of the civilians are screaming and starting to follow the um, the wedge that Francis has been carving. All right, so uh, I'm going to use my bonus action to cast uh, the cantrip, however you pronounce this. Um, Shalalag? Shalalag. 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 Dang, Celt words. Um, yeah, I hate pronunciations of things. <laughs> um, and so using her... Um, little projecting uh, crystal ball again. She's going to pull uh, some magic out and uh, imbue it into her uh, Q-staff uh, that she's going to okay. pull out. Her Q-tip, yeah. And she is just going to... Yeah, literally. Now um, I'm just picturing she... you as one of the American gladiators. With yes! And she is going to use that to beat the thing that's uh, grappling Tana. Sounds good. So I'm going to make an attack on that uh, and get a... Oh, and now I can use my dex on that instead. Uh, no, I don't use my dex. I use my spellcasting Yeah, you can't use your dex on a quarterstaff, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, so I use my spellcasting ability on this one. So that's going to be 17 to hit. Oh, 17 to hit will be a hit. Roll me damage. Cool, here comes D8. That's going to be a 6 plus a 7. And I'm assuming um, you're not aiming for where Mool is kind of wrapped around it. No, I'm aiming for the, you know, the biggest open part that I, of it that I can see. Sounds great. Uh, and that's going to be a 13 worth of uh, just damn... Uh, going to be, I guess, magical bludgeoning damage. Perfect. And that's with all the bonuses, everything added in? That's with all the bonuses added in. Okay, now, are you doing anything? So you use your bonus action to cast Shillelagh, and then you use your normal attack, right? So are you done for the turn? 
that is it yeah okay uh so you are going to smash into it um dealing a significant amount of damage to the vine that is wrapped around your friend uh it's going to start to shatter off where you deliver the blow directly at the astral blights torso but the vine is still going to grab onto tana tana on your turn i need you to do me a favor uh and that is you're going to take one point of cold damage as the grapple begins to fizzle around you but is still going to inflict that damage on you the blight is still up although its crystalline body is covered in all of these brittle little cracks and breaks do you want to stay here and uh and help mool finish it off or do you think that francis and rec might need your help um, I think that she thinks clearing the civilians out feels like probably the best idea. Um, okay. and if she's still grappled, she's going to try to slink out of grapple. Uh, okay. Due to the impact of the, uh, of the seeker, I actually have advantage on escaping a grapple. Sounds good. Go ahead and make that roll. You... I have a natural 20. Uh, natural plus, 20. I think, is this acrobatics? This will be acrobatics, yeah. Yeah, so 24. All right, you'll be able to get out of that by like a flip or something like that, like a spin kick, I, just, I don't know. I feel like just scoots down a little, just goes, bloop, pops back up over to the side. Okay. <laughs> sort of like, ex- excuse you. Uh, and then yell, you've got this, right? Uh, and she's going to run over and start trying to help clear a path using telekinesis uh, to shove one of those things out of the way of fleeing civilians. Uh, and then she's going to try to blast another one. Okay, your telekinesis is successful this time. And as it tries to grab a a running child, um, it will instead like flip over and fall on its ass. (laughs) Get dunked on. Uh, And then let's, let's, you know what? Let's witch bolt that one too. That one tried to hurt a child. Okay, Uh, it is on its back, which means that you have advantage on this. Brilliant. I know someone's going to comment on that. It's on its ass. I'm giving her. I'm giving her advantage. <laughs> Technically not the rule with ranged attacks. Ranged spell attack. I guarantee I'm probably bigger than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I only have an 11 to hit. Oh, wait, advantage. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm at 20 to hit. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. So anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> uh, so you know what? Witch Bolt is 1d12 damage, but then I can concentrate to keep doing the damage tick by tick by tick. So it's 2d12 for the first round. Uh, so that is a 19. 19 damage? Mm-hmm. Holy balls. What kind of damage? Seven. <laughs> what kind of damage is it? Uh, lightning damage. Okay. That is, uh, that is definitely going to start to shatter this thing as it is on the ground. It's making the, like, your light, your light as you continue to <laughs> witch bolt into it with your unlimited power, just like your master taught you. Unlimited power. I mean, I feel hers is the, the extremely nerdy version. I, I should have described how this looks because she oh, actually please, has please. a spell book. So she's going to pull it out and sort of like mumble something for, you know, assistance from the astral realm and then adjust her glasses as lightning streaks out of the abyss and blasts into this thing. So anime. Yeah, she's, she's got to ask for help. She's not magic. She just has a cool patron friend. Sounds fantastic. All right, so you're going to smash into that thing. It's still alive-ish. Um, are you doing anything else besides just moving? Uh, I think she's done everything. She's moved. She's blasted something. She's escaped to grapple, and she did bonus action shove it. I think she's out of things that she can do. 
I mean, she might yell for people to run in like a nasally nerd voice. Be like, run! All right, sounds good. You're all rushing down. Um, now, Mool, when you're grappling something, does it take damage at the beginning of its turn or your turn? My turn, I think. Okay. So it is being grappled by you right now. It just got smashed into by Cheshire. Uh, it is going to try to... It's going to spend one of its... It's going to try to headbutt you twice with its vines, with its viney head. Uh, Mool, do me a favor. Make... <laughs> Mool, would you like to constrict? Sure. Okay, cool. It has one hit point left and it just botched. How do you kill it? <laughs> um, I think... <laughs> She's kind of like not pink, like she's kind of like looking around and maybe just doesn't think about it and just kind of like tightens a little bit too much. And you'll hear just like it just kind of like squeeze. It explodes um, underneath you, kind of like like <laughs> like that time you had creme brulee, just that crystalline explosion of powder. Um, and as that does... How much of um, it do I start to absorb? Does. <laughs> 15%. Nice. It tastes like stardust and cotton candy. It's weird. And a little bit like burnt toast. Hmm. You might be having, you might be having some issues. Um... So, uh, as that happens, uh, a flood of civilians runs past you. About 30 commoners are rushing down past you, following Francis's lead. Uh, a scrappy youngster of about 12 uh, in a pageboy cat goes, To the docks! We'll take one of the ships! It's our only hope! An old woman grabs the arm of, uh, of Chesha Cheshire as she stumbles by you. The vines are everywhere! There's nowhere safe! We're all doomed! And as that happens, I need everyone here to make me a deck save, please. Oh, goodness. Oh, no. I, I rolled a one. Oh, really you rolled a one? This. I rolled a one. 16. Okay. The dice were just so nice to me. Oh, no, those are... I, roll, I grabbed Does the wrong dice. Danger sense apply here? Uh, danger sense, uh, deck save? Yes, it would. Okay. You're at 17. 17? Perfect. I have to, I have to get enough dice for, uh, Tana. One sec. Um. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, one, two, three, four. Okay. Uh, boop, boop, boop. And all right, I'll just roll one more after this. Uh, did everyone except for Tana get at least a 12? Yes. Okay. Yes. I got an 18. Okay. Oh, no, I got an at one. Oh, God. Uh, oh. Okay. Exactly. The ground trembles beneath you, and as the tremendous crystalline vine rushes higher up into the air, it begins to grow wider, pushing a building completely down into the square. Several of the of the crowd are completely swept away hell. About 15 of them are swept away under the bricks and a spray of blood and and gore explodes around you. Uh, Francis, at the front of the pack, you are gonna take quite a bit of this. 23 points of bludgeoning damage is going to smash into you on a failed save. Um, and Tana, 
unfortunately, as you are running, you are going to be caught in the crossfire as well, taking 31 <laughs> points of bludgeoning damage. Oh my goodness. Tana might be down. I got to do math here. But I really picture this her running around, like cackling maniacally at that little crystalline jerk that she's striking with lightning, going, neener, neener, neener. Gets clocked yeah. by a building. Okay, so 31. Uh, that is my exact hit points. I, I am at 43 out of 43. Okay. You are completely down? It's down. All right, and you have a point. 31 is 43, so yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Tana is going to go right down. Okay, uh, someone just bought you a point of determination, and someone just bought... Uh, Thank you very much, buddy. I appreciate it. Okay, so both of you have a point of determination. Uh, so Tana is going to go right down, as is half of the crowd, uh, as they are crushed into the ground. Um, the rest are scattered and continue trying to run down to the docks, but honestly, only about five or six of them are actually going to be able to run. Um, all around you, you're seeing these crystalline vines sprouting across the countryside as hundreds of these creatures begin dropping in the field. As that is happening, uh, as you are running down, uh, it is going to be uh, Mool. Actually, pardon me, it's not. It's going to be the two crystalline entities that Francis is fighting. Um, one of them is going to pounce. Uh, Francis, you're not knocked down. Oh, pardon me, my friends. Um, I forgot something very important, and that is uh, everyone else take 11 points of damage from debris. And that's bludgeoning? That's bludgeoning. So if you did not take so damage... So I'm resistance right now. Nice. So that's going to be five. Yay. So, uh, Tana, you're crushed under the rubble. Everybody else takes damage. Uh, Francis, the Vine Blight is going to miss two swings at you. Uh, and its fellow uh, is going to take a step forward, uh, which is going to provoke, provoke an attack of opportunity against or from you, Francis. You may take a swing if you'd like. I would love to. Okay, and it is going to try to take two swings at Wreck to prevent Ooh. him from escaping. Does an 11 hit? Uh, uh, you have a point of determination. Would you like to use it? I do have a point of determination. I okay. will use that for a plus Oh, look, you hit. Three. Ha-ha. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, and I'm still two-handing. So that is a seven. And I forgot, I do have a gif ability that I can do an additional uh, proficiencies bonus of force damage. Okay. Um, and so I will do that. So that'll be four plus three is seven plus four. Three is ten. Ten damage, please. Ten Three damage. Which you force are... damage. Nice. You're going to crack a portion of its back. Uh, <laughs> Francis, one tries to go by you, and you slam your hammer to its back. Uh, it is going to lash out at Wreck, who's about ten feet in front of it. The vines are going to snake out. Uh, the first hit is going to miss because Wreck has not taken his action yet and still has the dodge action taken by <gasps> Key... And the second one is gonna be a hit, probably, though, because I rolled an 18 and a 19 base. Uh, so does a 23 hit? Yes. All right. God damn it. Uh, Wreck, you are going to take four points of radiant damage. You are grappled as it wraps around you, so you you have zero movement until you are able to escape its grapple, but you take four points of radiant damage, which is literally the How least. How dare you! <laughs> okay, uh, and that is going to be my turn as they lash out at you. The other one lashed out at Francis and missed with both. Uh, the the final one is going to... Oh, you know what? One sec. 
Uh, the one that uh, Tana had knocked on its ass and had witch bolted uh, is going to get buried underneath the debris as the houses collapse. It could not get out of the way in time. <laughs> so that's handy. Uh, all right. Now it is either Mool or Francis because you're all the same initiative. Who wants to go first this round? Um, I can go. Yeah, I was gonna. I'm gonna heal everybody. So, if you, it won't really matter. <laughs> cool. Um, cause what? So how far away is Tana from Mool at this point? Uh, Tana is about, uh, probably about twenty feet away from you, from where you are right now, and feet? she's she's visible but kind of buried a bit under rubble. You'll have to like take an action to like pick her up. Yeah. Um. Well, my thought was, if she's, my hope was to use my one of my pa barbarian path features. Yes. Because normally, so it has to be within 15 feet. So I was going to move up five feet and normally it would be a strength saving throw because it's usually a contested like hole. She is not I contesting you. Pull her and then just pick her up. So do you basically just like stretch Armstrong her into your... No, into your... The, the, the bun things are going to go and just like... And so like... They... They lash out and become like antenna that pick her up, like a forklift. Are you forklift certified? I, I'm a hat. You're a hat. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted um, so to just be going a hat. Retrieve. <laughs> and um, what is the closest enemy to me then? The closest enemies are just on the other side of Francis. Francis is another, I'd say another 10 feet past where, where Tana got knocked over. Okay. The three feet movement, so I guess. That would just be, what's your reach? Don't you have a reach of 15? My reach is 15 for that particular ability. Okay, so what about I'm your teleport? To get to something. I can't do that to level six. Oh, damn. Okay. Um, you could hurl some of the debris at one of these monsters. Sure. That should account as an attack. Yeah, I'll you say it's an improv, an impro like it'll basically be like the equivalent of a club, so it'll be a d6 if it hits per per chunk you throw. Sure, um, and I get two attacks, right? Yep, you can throw two chunks. Uh, there is one that is very cracked that Francis just hit and just managed to grapple onto Wreck. The other one seems to be flailing wildly like a wacky-armed inflatable flailing tube man and not hitting anything. Okay, um, so... <laughs> the one that... It's flailing. I would like to attack it. And um, can I reckless attack to get advantage? Not with ranged weapons. Oh, okay, it's because it's melee, right? Okay. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. I can still just here. But so soon. first chunk of rubble being thrown. Well, that's awful. Okay. Well, that's a. I guess I added just my strength and proficiency. Yep. To that. Um, 17. Damage? To hit. Oh, to so hit. hit. Absolutely. And then I rolled a 1 on the d6 you said it was. It's a d6. So I guess please. that's a four. Plus your strength, plus your barbarian. Oh, four, five, six. So that's six total. Okay, so your first one is going to smash into it, kind of knocking it back and cracking a bit down its frame. Yeah. Your second? And then that second one's going to be slightly... Oh, no, not better. But that's still going to be a 25 to hit. And then that is going to be a again. hit. I rolled another one for the damage. That's two ones in a row. Yay. <laughs> um, Use a different D6. How much damage is that total? That's... Uh, 
six. It'd be six, six again. Yeah, because it's What's like, your strength three, bonus? Plus three. And then rage is plus two. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. All right, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to throw another one of these these large stones, this bit of mortar that's about like, the size of a basketball <laughs> around. Uh, and and one second, because I forgot something else. Okay. Um, you're going to, as you're winding up, you'll hear the sound of arrows whistling through the air. And um, you're going to hear tink, tink, tink. And your rock is going to smash directly through um, the one that um, is flailing at Francis. That's a fun phrase. Um, <laughs> and is going to just shatter it into the air. Uh, several guard arrows are going to topple to the ground because they were peppering it in the back while you, while you were winding up. Uh, and anything else you're doing on your turn besides just moving? Uh, nope, because that was that was movement. That was my bonus action to grab yeah, and then two attacks. So All right. Fantastic. All right, Francis, what are you doing, buddy? There is only uh, one of these things left directly in front of you. It is grappling on to Rec and looks. You think he's probably going to be okay? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna give it to you. Okay. Um, he's gonna look around at everyone and go, oh, "All right, everyone." And things seem dire, but come on, chins up. Uh, and he's gonna cast Mass Healing Word. Okay. How many people does that heal? Uh, it's up to six that I can see. So okay. all of us, and if there's one particularly bad-looking civilian... <laughs> Sounds good. Yep, there is a, a a small tiefling girl. Perfect. Uh, she can take... Uh, that a large gash along wisdom. the side of her pink forehead. Six. Take six healing. She didn't have very many hit points, so that's that, that did it. Fantastic. Um, is there anyone else within... 60 feet? Uh, besides all of you, uh, yes, there is one of the guard towers is slowly collapsing, and uh, Cormit, the guard, is going to leap off of it, uh, but he does look like he has taken a little bit of shrapnel damage. Oh. Um, perhaps, well, I can't heal him, unfortunately. Uh, right. Sorry, are there any... There, there's no other uh, crystalline dudes except for the one. Oh, under crystal? They're just the one that's fighting with Wreck right now. Okay, and no others in, in visible range? Not within 60 feet? No, but there are more that are sprouting. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, can I use take dodge and then move forward? Uh, was mass healing word not a full action? It's a bonus action. Mass healing, healing word? word's a bonus. All, yeah, it's a, it's a third level spell, but oh, it's a bonus damn. action. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty small heal, but it's fantastic. Oh, because exactly. I was thinking of mask I was thinking mask cure wounds. No, you're absolutely Correct. right. Yeah. Um Yeah, you can so what, what would you like to do? Can you just Although take I guess defense? you know what? It's no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wreck if it's just the one with wreck, um I'm just gonna cast uh Sacred Flame, be like, Oh come now come on now, wreck get to this and he's gonna Slam, or they're going to slam their hammer down into the ground, and the spout of flame is going to shoot up under the thing holding on okay. to. Um, so they need to make me a dex saving throw. Uh, that they did not. Okay, fantastic. In that case, they're going to take. Uh, oh, this isn't spell damage. I can roll ones. Dang, damn it. 
six damage, radiant damage. Six radiant damage. Uh, it is going to start to crack, um, but as it does, the radiant damage is going to kind of suffuse into it. It's going to start glowing brightly inside of ten feet. Um, anybody who tries to hit it with a ranged attack is going to have disadvantage uh, for the rest of the turn as it glows brightly. Uh, Wreck, you are grappled. This cracking entity is holding on to you, babbling in Elvish. What do you do? Uh, what can I do? And you, you just can't move. You can attack it. Oh, in that case, well, I'm going to bicycle kick it. Okay, go mm-hmm. ahead. Make me make me your attack rolls. You can have uh, two, three, four if you want. Yeah, I'm taking three. Uh, so that would be 17, uh, 17, 26, and, and 30. Oh, wait, 20. To hit, that's going to be a hit. Roll me damage, my friend. Three. Uh, twenty points. Twenty points of damage. Are you are you gonna do like a what? Like a like a Bruce Lee noise? Oh yeah, it's like a Mortal Kombat move. Okay, so <laughs> you bicycle kick this guy into uh, basically a bag of sugar. Like he powders in front of you as you're doing your attack, and he <laughs> completely out of the field. Boom. I told you not to put hands on me. Uh, and as that is happening, can you do me a favor? And uh, this squid thing on your hand is going to try to leap onto your face again. What's your AC? Uh, 17. Okay, it's going to miss. It's going to leap right past you. Ah, it's in my hair. All right. Um, with that the entire area is beginning to, to swell and shake. Full-on earthquakes are beginning to rock in Kinney. The docks are a good hundred feet beneath you. Do you all run? Oh, yeah. I'm currently yeah. hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are you in a wake Carrington, are you going to put her down? Because she's quite excited to be a hat. I mean, she's just going to keep um, carrying Tana, yeah. Yeah, they, they, there's Sounds not much good. reason to Sounds put good. Tana down because they can just mm-hmm. strong run. Um, did, sorry, um, did Francis heal everyone? Yes. Everyone that? took six points yeah. of healing. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, is anybody pausing to do any more healing on the way down the hill or are you just booking it? Booking it. Booking it? All right, booking sounds it. good. You rush down to the bottom of the hill and there you can see that the scene at the docks is chaotic hundreds of people swarm the piers trying to push their way onto three vessels that have not yet set sail that's all that remains here two long ships and a galleon a group of thugs in black leather armor use their clubs on the crowd of screaming commoners keeping the people away from the ships as they're loaded with cargo under the supervision of a sneering man with long red hair a woman steps out of the crowd and wipes blood from her chin. Glad to see you again, she says with a smile. You recognize her as the woman from the restaurant. <sighs> time, to, time for introductions, quickly. Captain Elena Sartell. And one of those ships is mine. Pity I can't reach it. Would you be good enough to help me? I promise to return the favor. What do you it do? It gets us out of here. Yeah, absolutely. 
point point of the ship. Which It's on the other yeah. side of that ugly one with the red hair. She points mm. directly at a gang member who you recognize briefly as Travis. Mm. Travis is oh, usually they point at me when they say that. That's fair. Uh Travis no, you're, you're is the cute one with the red hair. Is a well known troublemaker around here. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you all do? Question. So yes. we can't get to it because these guys are blocking it? Basically, yes. There is a straight dock ahead of you. Uh, and in order to reach it, you and any of the others who are trying to make it that direction uh, will see that on the other side there is a, um, uh, a three ships at the end of this pier uh, that are being blocked by this thug who is ordering around lesser thugs uh, to load the ship. Instead of people, though, he is focusing on his own cargo. He appears, if any of you are um, thievery inclined, you may recognize Travis as um, a bit of a ne'er-do-well, kind of a a little bit of a, a merchant pirate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so he has 10 men with clubs that are uh, holding the, the, the commoners at bay, kind of bludgeoning them with clubs. It looks like... Um, like Captain Sartell might have been struck as well. Um, he's barking, Get that one loaded up! We're gonna set sail and you stay back! My goods are way more valuable than your life, bitch. How far away are they, Kelly? Uh, so they are on the other side of a good hundred people that you'll push through that'll count as rough terrain. Uh, I'll say that they're about 50 feet from you right now. Okay. Uh, there's There's people going on and off of the boat to load it, but not, like, people manning the boat yet, right? There are not people manning the boat yet. Uh, so, there are ten thugs blocking the path and yep. uh, several others that are loading up the ships. Okay. Um, she's, uh, they're gonna turn to uh, the captain and say, the cannon's on your boat? I've got a crewman on my boat, but no one to man the cannons. Uh -huh, soon to be. Uh, he's gonna die, they're gonna dive into the water. Uh, I have a swim speed of my regular walking speed, mm. so I would like to swim to the boat and try to get on it. <laughs> okay, uh, that will be that will be what you do. Now, while Double Francis pff, dives into the water, uh, what's everyone else doing? So, uh, Mool has a similar idea. He's going to <laughs> yell to Tana, who they're still holding on to, hold your breath. And because of my barbarian path and my ability as a plasmoid to hold my breath for an hour, um, what's my swim speed? <laughs> oh, no. Um, is going to dive into the water. Okay, Tana, make me a constitution oh, yeah, check. Yeah, speed equal to my walking speed. Oh, my God. Tana, make me a con save, please. Sure. I'll say you can <laughs> make it with advantage because you were warned. Okay, glad for that advantage. Um, I have a total of 10. I rolled a 1 and a 7. Okay, so um, you are going to come out of the water, and the first action you take is going to have disadvantage because you'll be sputtering, but you're otherwise fine. Um, That's good. I just have to quickly check whether or not the cannon thing is legit because I wasn't expecting to be asked that. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm assuming uh, Space Galleon, Space Galleon. When you're Scorpion players do unexpected things. I mean that's yeah. D D, right? That's that's why yeah, we're here. Exactly. Space Galleon. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, so uh, instead she will say, "You say oh, you got cannons on there? A ballista? 
<laughs> Close enough, right? Um, oh, just as good. <laughs> just as just it's even better. Um, yeah. Okay, so you dive over Mool. You dive over, taking Tana with you. Wreck and Cheshire. What are the two of you doing? Yeah, it's still in my hair. Get out of there, you ten-legged <laughs> I do hope they're not trying to steal my ship. I think they're are trying your to steal your ship. It seems like everyone's trying to do that today. Cheshire, are you so, doing anything? <laughs> Sorry. So the the guy who's, who who is blocking the path, do do we care about them or do we just need to get <laughs> them out of the way? She she gives you a lovely smile and says, "Fuck them." Uh, I'm not going to take to the air. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so she's gonna take to the air, uh, so she has a line of sight on this guy, and, um, she's going to do a, uh, a starry form archer attack on him. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I think that this is the moment we all roll initiative, by the way, starting <laughs> with Cheshire as a, as, as a, uh, as a free action. Okay, perfect. Okay, so oh, yeah. Oh wow, they rolled really well. Um, rolled an eighteen okay. minus one, <laughs> seventeen. All right, so everybody pop yours in the chat for new initiative. Uh, Cheshire, you'll get a bonus action, or pardon me, a bonus round on everybody. Uh, so let me just check. Oh wow, I got a twenty-two. We all Damn. rolled so well except for the slime. <laughs> <Yep>. uh, <laughs> Not as well as one of these thugs, though. Uh, poor Amy's dice. No, just, the, just, just Travis. Travis rolled real high. Um, and then, so, then we've got uh, Cheshire. Then we've got Tana and Francis. Then we've got Wreck. Then we've got uh, Goon. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, and then we've got Mool. All right, down to the bottom, and I guess I should roll for the captain, too. Would you roll? Okay. Okay. Okay, so, uh, first round, Cheshire, you rise to the air, draw your bow, and who are you attacking? Uh, she's going to attack the, the, the main the main asshole here. Travis? Um, All right. Travis. Uh, so yeah, she's going. She's basically going to um, point her her Q staff at, at this guy, and Do you uh, cock it? like a magical arrow is going to like get drawn back along the length and then shoot off at him. Um, so how is a? Oh my god, uh, twenty four to hit. Uh, you know what? It's probably gonna hit. Let's uh, let me just check. Yeah, it's gonna hit. Definitely gonna hit. <laughs> uh, and then, um, what is this? Uh, seven plus seven is a fourteen. Fourteen. Fourteen points of damage. That is a very solid hit. That's fourteen points of radiant damage. Perfect. Uh, Travis is a large, an immense man with like a, a dangling gut that's held in place by um, by a very tight vest. Uh, in his hands, he's holding a cutlass, and you slam into his girth with the side of your arrow, and he looks up at you. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. And then she, she's going to drop back down to the ground. Up, uh, now, glitchlings that. have a float speed, not a fly speed, right? 
They have a fly speed equal to uh, your movement, but you can only use it during your turn. Uh, if you're Weird. locked at the end of your turn, you fall. That's funny. They're um, vestigial wing. Uh, fun. All right, That's so we're cute actually. So you just sort of flutter yeah. around and do something, and then plummet back exactly. into Exactly. Or I mean, in her case, she uses it to mostly wander around. But in this case, yeah, it's <laughs> up, fire back down so she doesn't fall. He'll turn, point at the crowd as we begin a new round of combat, and go get them. Uh, and is going to draw a crossbow off of his belt and fire twice into the crowd, trying to hit you. He's going to be rolling with disadvantage. Uh, uh, that is going to miss, but it is going to strike a woman in front of you in the side. Uh, and he's going to fire a second time. Uh, and that one actually, ooh, that, that might hit you. Uh, does a 16 hit you? 16 just hits. Okay. The second bolt is going to fly overhead, slamming into the side of your shoulder, right where it meets your wing, dealing, uh, seven points of piercing damage. Mm. Ow. Okay. All right. Uh, that is going to be his turn as he guides his uh, his men to start ambling into the crowd after you. Um, Cheshire, it's your turn. What do you do? Oh, okay. Because that was just the first. Yeah, that was just okay. your surprise round. <laughs> while everybody else was doing stuff. I'm assuming that other people are like climbing things and stuff like that. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting you to, to float up and fire a shot. So I don't think anybody else probably was. Fair. Um, and so from, from the ground, um, so he just sent people towards us. They are going to um, be doing so in a moment. Okay, so I'm going to, uh, just from, from the ground, I'm going to aim again at Buddy, tra yep. tra Travis. Travis, yeah. Um, Travis. Tra <laughs> Travis. Not, Tra I'm Travis. Travis. This is my boat. Hey, Travis. <laughs> hey, Travis. What's going on, bud? Um, so yeah, I'm going to aim, aim at uh, Travis again. Yeah. Um, with that, and get a... Uh, does a 16 hit? It absolutely will. I had to double check. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, and then 5 plus 7 uh, is a 12, I think. Uh, 12 damage? Yeah. Yeah, 12, mm. 12 radiant damage. Perfect. All right. That is going to be another shot. Now, do you only get one of those or do you get two attacks? Uh, that is a bonus action, actually. Okay. Um, but, I mean, for the primary action, they're too far away to hit with my staff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, primary action, probably shouldn't do that one. Um, do, do, do. Oh, and actually, as an... As, a uh, full action. I'm going to uh, cast Guiding Bolt because I get it as a glitchling. All right, go um, ahead, Guiding Bolt. Make me an attack roll. All right, here we go. I've never used Guiding Bolt before. Guiding Bolt is really, really OP. It's great. <laughs> uh, that's a 19 base plus seven. That'll hit. Roll me damage, uh, which, if not mistaken, uh, is 46 radiant. Is is yeah, it's it's 46 radiant. Um, that's gonna be. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 16 radiant damage. Okay. And anybody that tries to attack him this round has advantage. Yes. Well, the first person to attack him has advantage, that is. Okay, beautiful. You fire back through the crowd, and it is either Tana or Francis. Uh, who wants to go first? 
I think it should be Francis because Tana doesn't quite know what breathing is yet. All right, Francis, you are going to explode out of the water and start climbing up the ship's rigging. Uh, you're going to be able to, uh, because the rigging is there, I'm going to say that your move speed is going to be pretty average. Like you're going to be able to get up uh, and the ballista are already, uh, you know what? I'm going to see if they're already loaded. Uh, sure. That is going to be, I'm going to roll you a d20 for luck. Ooh. Uh, that was lucky. That was pretty lucky. I'm going to spend a hurt the more to reroll that. And that's still lucky for you. All right. Uh, one of them is loaded. The other one might be loaded as well. Uh, the other one is not loaded. Uh, but one of them okay. is. One of them is. Uh, they're going to run over to it and uh, square Travis in the sights. It's Travis! <laughs> not for uh, long. Uh, uh, you square him in your sights. You have advantage if you want to launch this at him. Fantastic. I'd love to do that. Okay, so it is a ranged weapon attack, so dexterity plus your proficiency. Oh, you have no. a plus. Uh, a plus. Oh, pardon me. Oh, no, that's if I use it. Never mind. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of ones. It's a one and an 11. I still have inspiration. Can I. You do. You you may reroll uh, yeah, one of those dice. One of them, yeah. Uh, not any good. Okay. Um, proficiency is three. Dex is minus one. So it's going to be a 12. A 12? Uh, if anybody buys you determination right now. <laughs> three. Did, didn't Krista ha have one banked already? Because uh, somebody's bought them, bought, bought them two this game? Oh, there you go. Oh, no, oh, Travis. Tra tra right. So spent and redeemed. Uh, so, so that'll be 15. Yeah, but uh, a 15 is going to be exactly what you need. Uh, please roll me 3d10 piercing. Beautiful. Uh, there's 1d10, oh 2d10, 3d10, and big ringers. Oh, that's... Oh my god. Okay, does my damage dealer fighting ability count for this? No, it doesn't. It does um, not. That's 10 whopping damage. I do more With damage... The... Fair. I'd roll two ones. Oh man. Oh my god. This is not a good day for Brandon. <laughs> okay. Uh so there is going that is going to be uh, a bit of a problem for him. Oh, okay, cool. Actually it's not. He got a nat twenty. Um so there question, is going to be a question. Yes. yes? Did the rules get changed that you can smite on a ranged attack? Because it used to be you could only do melee. Uh I believe you'd have to have the spell cast wouldn't you or is it a reaction spell i think it's i think it's only melee though i don't think okay, you can smite with I guns thought. i I'll wish you could smite with guns i'm gonna create a class where you can smite well, with this guns. Is, see there there i know i there are some things that apply to ranged weapons but i'm gonna not call the class the tech firearms yeah i just looked it up <laughs> melee weapon attacks yeah okay, okay. they can't still... even punch and smite i suppose Okay, so you are going to launch one of these ballista, and it's going to go right through the meat of his impressively thick quads, slamming <laughs> into the dock below, and he's going to look down and... and look up at you, and look down at it, and start screaming and doing the Ace Ventura thing to his own leg. Um, I must say that's probably your turn, Francis, unless you have, because you did bonus action, right? Or you didn't do yeah, a bonus action, did you? I haven't done a bonus action, but I don't think I have anything that's a bonus action. Okay. Um, all right, so Francis, that's your turn. Uh, Tana, Mool is going to have made it to the bottom of the rigging and start, like, pooling herself up, or their, themselves up. Uh, what would you like to do? 
Um, can I see Travis? Uh, you are on the... Is he within 30 feet? He is within 30 feet of you, yeah. Okay, so I'll pull myself up so I can take a look. How close okay. is he to an edge of this pier? Uh, well, he's he's pinned to the tier, the, the pier by a ballista Oh, is it actually pinned to a pin to it? Okay, never mind. Are there goons? There were goons. Yeah, the goons, goons they're, they're advancing the on the crowd, huh? Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's make them a little closer to the edge. So let, let's cast Gust and try to push... Ooh. One that happens to be five feet away from the water towards the water. Does that only affect one person or is it a line? Uh, this is a one person one. It's okay. a cantrip. All right. One day I want the cooler one, but I have so few spells. So it's DC 15, just like the telekinesis one, okay. which I'm also about to do. Okay, so your <laughs> gust kind of blows into the side of the thug who looks at you and goes, Oh, that one's trying to blow me. Wait, not like that. And then you may telekinetic. Uh, let's do it again. DC 15. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be a fail. Oof! And he's going to go off his feet and chin down directly into the meat of the dock. You're going to see teeth go all around. Sounds good. Just want to push them around. I don't know if it actually knocks anyone over so much as pushes them five feet. But knocking them over is fun. All right. Are you doing anything else with your round? Just clinging to the side of the ship? Uh, no, that's it. Just clinging, clinging to the side of um, a certain slime, mostly. Okay. All right, Wreck, it is your turn. What do you do? Um, I'm assuming most of the crowd is between me and any of the goons. Yes, but you are very short, my friend. This is true. So, well, you know, I guess I'm going to have to do the most obvious thing, which is jump up on the shoulders of all the uh, crowd and start running across the tops of uh, people. That's, that sounds pretty great. Uh, just make me a quick acrobatics check, just to make sure that you're not going to fall while you're bouncing from head to head. Oh, that's a problem. Uh, you still have inspiration and determination. To, uh, um, what's my acrobatics? Oh, there it is. Oh, it's plus seven, so twenty-seven. Oh, why you got to do that? <laughs> I rolled okay, a twenty. So you're you're going to be like boop 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 boop. Uh, you're bouncing yeah. along the heads. What do you do? So this the, the crowd of thugs, minus one, is approaching you. Uh, but one of them is... Um, uh, well, the, the captain is pinned to the side of the dock by a ballista bolt. Um, so I'm assuming uh, my ability Flurry of Blows, does that count for, like, all of my actions or just one of my actions? So by spending a point to Flurry of Blows, it means that you get four attacks instead of three. It uses well, your action I, and your bonus action. I yeah, was looking you, more at the fact that they have to make a strength save or get pushed back 15 feet. So I'm thinking on kicking people oh. off of the pier. <laughs> Why do they have to do that? Is that an open hand thing? Uh, yeah, it's, uh... I can't believe that open hand is the most vanilla yeah, thing open and hand. I've never seen it in play. Open hand technique gives me the flurry of blows, which they either have to make a deck save or they become Whenever prone, you hit a strength save or get pushed back 15 feet or okay. I can use it to spoil reactions. So what that means is um, your first two attacks won't have this, but the two from flurry of blows will. Okay. So yeah. I mean, go ahead, let's do it. Okay, so I will do my first two attacks first. Okay, sounds good. Uh, oh, I rolled a fumble on one of them. So that's right. uh, eight. And the other one, I got uh, 18, so that's uh, 25. Okay, that'll be a hit. Okay, and I'll just roll the damage on that one. 
<clears throat> that's uh, nine damage. Okay. And then the other two, which are the flurry of blows, is a uh, 20, so 20, 25, and uh, 18. Okay, so all but the first one is going to hit. Uh, as you try to go by one, um, you're going to take a swing, and he is going to take a pot shot at you. It's going to miss, though. Um, but you're basically going to, like, punch into the armor and kind of, like, hurt your hand, or you're going to kick into the armor and, like, kind of catch your shin on the side of his shoulder grieve. Not shoulder grieve. Shoulder, shoulder pad, Like, shoulder cuff. <laughs> it kind of hurts. Uh, but you'll manage to kick the other three, and what's my save? Uh... It is a deck save or be knocked prone, or a strength save. No, it's strength save or get pushed back. Okay, feet. so that that is against uh, eight plus your unarmored defense. Uh, that is eight plus your proficiency plus your wisdom, most likely. Um, what is your wisdom bonus? Uh, my wisdom is plus three, and my proficiency. Okay, so that means DC thirteen. I rolled two fours. Okay, so you're gonna see, wow, wow, as like two of the thugs are thrown off of the, uh, uh, off of the pier. Uh, they're out of commission. He's out of commission. Cool. Uh, so there are about seven goons still on the pier able to fight, uh, but you have removed two of them from play. Um, one of them is going to snarl and take a charge at you. Uh, attempting to wallop you, uh, and he is going to come in and uh, crack you in the side of the head with his mace for six points of bludgeoning damage, uh, but you'll duck the second swing uh, that he makes. Uh, another one of them uh, actually... Um, I'm going to do a quick check real quick. Okay. Um, several of the thugs that were advancing on the crowd... Uh, are going to start trying to push their way through, not willing to really... They're willing to beat the crowd, but they're not really willing to do much awful to the crowd. But two of them are going to raise crossbows and fire... Um, uh, fire at uh, at you, Cheshire. Uh, two crossbows, uh, bull, bull boots are going to shoot out. One of them is going to miss straight out everybody. Uh, the other one's going to take disadvantage. Okay, that's not good. Uh, that heavy crossbow is going to rip through and is going to slam into you. Uh, that is going to be four, eight points of damage, Cheshire, as a crossbow bolt slams into your shoulder. Uh, the rest are going to turn and they have no problem aiming at Tana. That's the one that was trying to blow me, says the one without any teeth. <laughs> um, and uh, that is going to be uh, that's going to be a miss and a botch as one of the crossbow strings is going to snap uh, taking the man's finger pardon me his thumb with it as he goes kind of going like this it's going to go Ding! he can't even make that noise <laughs> my finger um, and the last one uh, is going to Draw his crossbow, aim it directly at Francis. See the giant stack of ballista bolts next to Francis. And he's going to kind of like look at his boss that's skewered by the leg and kind of just do the thing where you kind of shrug the crossbow out of your hand and it clatters on the ground going, <laughs> Parley. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, uh, the captain uh, is going to push her way through the crowds uh, and uh, is going to hold a uh, a blade up to Travis's throat on her turn and is going to say, Mind if I go on my ship now? And make an intimidation. Holy God. And is going to make a 20 plus intimidation roll. I'll take it. Uh, that is, what is her persuasion? It's gotta have. I'll say that's a 23. <laughs> hey, you can have it. I give. I give. Mool, it's your turn. What do you do? I think Mool's finishing climbing up the side of the ship with Tana mm. and is going to put Tana down. Um, and is going to look around and see. It. I guess there's no one attacking us on this ship. I'm not really good at ranged. Um, Francis has got them go ballistics covered. Um, I think Mool's just going to look around and then shrug and take a seat <laughs> on like. <laughs> great Sounds great. There's a barrel nearby. Uh, and oh, as, climb up on that. as you climb up on the barrel, um, Captain Sartell will turn and say, "Are everyone on the boats? I believe we have room for 60. No more, no less. She glances over at Travis, who's still pinned, and he kind of gives a, please. <laughs> the rest of the thugs, <laughs> seeing their boss defeated, are going to just put their hands up uh, and are going to uh, going to be left to the crowd as she turns. What are all of you doing? Um, reloading I'm going to follow her onto the, onto the boat. Have any of you been mm -hmm. on ships before? No. Of course. So, sort of. Sort of. down hatches, get everyone under deck. We are making way immediately before this damn town falls into the ocean. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, ahoy. I'd like to hear that one. It's been a while. Uh, and with that, you all uh, begin to take your place on the boats. Wreck, what are you doing? Um, honestly, yeah, I'm just kind of following what everyone else is doing at this moment. All right, so gathering onto the ship, uh, about 60 souls in all are able to fit on board. The rest kind of jump on board some of the other ships that were anchored in harbor, tossing over Travis's merchant things. Uh, Travis himself is pinned to the bar, one of uh, into the, pinned to the dock. Uh, one of his thugs uh, tries to pry it clear and goes, I'm sorry, boss, it's just stuck. I can't, I can't lose my leg. I can't lose my leg. You're going to lose a lot more than that, sir. Anybody doing anything on your end, or you're just gonna let oh, him suck? Yeah, it? I, I want to go save that dumbass. Okay, how do you do it? <laughs> oh, I mean, she has literally a dagger. This is gonna be the worst experience in this man's life. But she's gonna go try to cut his leg off. <laughs> no, before oh, she's gonna pull it first. She, she can't pull it out. Can she's, I... not this. she's gonna go. Well, time to cut your leg off. What? What? You got two. Can I cast? Can I cast shatter on the ballista bolt? I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll allow it. Um, it With is going action healing word. Okay, uh, so he's going. You're going to go over and go. Well, I guess we're going to have to cut it off with your tiger, and you you've got two. 
the sea will rumble with the might of the god Demzies, and the ballista bolt will explode. And he's gonna go, oh, mother, and just collapse on top I of you. You do have to. Oh no, I'm. <laughs> Tana is like mangled and super injured at this point. So they're gonna try to drag him towards a ship. Probably not ours. Is this guy's dog? Some of the thugs will grab will grab him off of you and go. Thanks very much. He's actually no, not that bad of a soul, really. He he tips well, gives bonuses around around mm, the holidays. Of course, of course. Maybe, maybe, maybe ask for a raise. <laughs> oh, you ain't kidding. I'm gonna ask for the biggest raise possible. One of the thugs says, and sashays off towards the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. He shouts back over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> No, Unless the not judging face. Um, <laughs> One day I'll cut someone's leg off for. <laughs> With that, you climb back aboard the other ship, and as you do so, the crystalline vine in front of you coils upwards. Another one sprouts root from where it touched down earlier today, Tana, in the harbor. Exactly where you had meant to go before. One of these crystalline vines rises up toward toward the sky glowing with that incan incorporeal light the crystalline vine scrapes the sky and from the harbor you can see similar vines miles from the settlement having burst out from the world and reaching skyward as you board the ship the moon dancer it begins to set sail the sails pulling you out into the ocean dodging around these vines as it does clearing the harbor way captain sartell stamps her boot hard on the deck and shouts downward flapjack she yells take us up and suddenly the galleon lists and creaks you feel that it's about to sink beneath the waves but no the world itself falls away as you rise rise into the sky flying through the clouds and into the starry abyss of night. And I think that's where we're going to call game for the day. As the ship takes <laughs> to the sky and flies away. Woo! Amazing. Um, Debsy's not going to like this one. Oh, no. <laughs> um, side omake of, like, Tana wanting to cut someone's leg off and Mool's like, hey, no, come here, come here, just, just cut my leg off. Look, look, just, trust me, trust me. Oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> she didn't really and, want to cut someone's no, leg off. No, like, no, just like, just like, like no, I, just try, no, just try it. Let's just come on. Get me. Rex in the background yelling, "Cut his leg off!" Yeah, no, just do it. Somebody's got it. Okay, and then Mool's gonna detach their leg as one of their pseudopods right as you go to cut his leg off. See, it's fine. Look, look, look at this, and then we'll reattach it. I love it. I love it. Uh, so, f folks, Life's thank you. No, no, no. Thank you so much for playing today, guys. I hope you had fun. Did you enjoy this? You like this so far? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Mm -hmm. See how bare bones that is, though. Mm -hmm. like it's it's going to be a lot of fun, though. I, I think really that... love our our, our party. Yes. We're we're fantastic. We are chaos. I Ugh. you guys are definitely on the chaotic side of things. I'm so happy. People are asking if Tana has a, a foot fetish, and I, I think there's a chance. There's a you chance. know, I think it's the, I think it's the full leg though. A leg oh, fetish, fair, yeah, fair. version. Well, and especially like wear on the leg that you cut it off. You know, like mm -hmm. maybe you just like thighs. 
Who doesn't mm-hmm. like thighs? Um, or or maybe Tana just really hates thighs. <laughs> God. Um, oh my god. So fun. So good. All right, so folks, that's going to be it oh, for this episode I of Spelljammer. I love this Spell crew Jammer. so good. Literal yeah, crew. <laughs> I love all of you. You're all amazing. Um, and uh, I think I think we should call it there. So if you like what we do here, be sure to give us a follow, give us a, give us a sub. Uh, stick around for next episode, which we're normally going to be two weeks. This time, though, we are going to be running next weekend as well, just to get us a nice pace going. Um, if you are mm-hmm. listening to this on podcast, this podcast will come out about a week after the episode airs, so you can listen to us there, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, and it should be on YouTube uh, within 48 hours, which means usually to be released midday on Tuesday or in the afternoon on Tuesday. Um, besides that, if you like what we do here, we have tons of other things on the channel. Uh, we're running Call of the Netherdeep, Mage the Ascension, uh, a Homebrew game that, that we've been running for about four years now, uh, as well as a bunch of other stuff, including Strixhaven, A Curriculum of Chaos, which you can see uh, live and before anybody else uh, if you are on our Patreon at patreon.com slash dorktales. Uh, remember, Patreon keeps dorktales uh, in business, keeps the lights on, because this is a full plus time gig, uh, and anything that you can offer to keep the stream going is highly appreciated. Um, I especially want to thank some of our patrons, like our world builder, Shulton, who is uh, the royal patron of the world builder tier, uh, as well as my divine producer, DM Michael Gray, my demonic producers, Bricarius and Soul Omen, uh, as well as my princes of the Patreon, which in no particular order are Cubby Gummy, Eolus, Amberthist, Trazelta, Buddy, The Traveler, and Terran. I love you all so much. And to all of you who aren't on the tiers where I have to name you every single time I run something, uh, you're all amazing too. Thank you so much. And uh, any last words, everybody? I My favorite part about this costume is the fact that I just have to take it off. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah, I'm not excited about getting this all this off. Oh, I wish Ooh. you the best of luck. Thanks. I don't miss I'm gonna that. Go... Yeah. It's going to be great. Just, uh, so just go in the shower. Just shower it off. I, I found that an apricot scrub or like like a St. Ives scrub was like really easy on my skin. Mm. But I've got oily skin. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, anyway, folks, we'll see you next time. Uh, be sure to come back Tuesday for Call of the Netherdeep. We love you insanely much. Uh, and hope it's not creepy mm-hmm. how much we love you. But we hope that we see you next week as well. And <laughs> we'll see you next time. Anybody got a last minute thing <laughs> they want to say? So love fun. you all very much. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye, dorks. Spelljammer, Light of Xerixis is a Dork Tales production. It stars Amy Godfrey as Mool Plava, Michael Eilat as Rec Felnar, Camille J. Kerfuffle as Tana Starbell, Katrina McGee as Cheshire, and Krista Mitchell as Francis Ponsby. Its dungeon master is Kelly Clark. Our opening theme is Thieves by Dark Fantasy Studio. And our closing theme is A Journey to the World, also by Dark Fantasy Studio. For a full list of music, check the show notes below. I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com slash dorktales. Starting with our Patreon producers. Our royal producer, Shulton the World Builder. Our divine producer, DM Michael Gray, the Great and Powerful. Our demonic producers, Jade the Maker of Monsters, and Bricarius, our fun but evil Funkle. We love you, Uncle Marty. Our princes of the Patreon, Taryn, the original Dorktales fangirl, Dustin, our time-traveling buddy from 1977, Trizelta, a.k.a. James Bododge, Eolus the Forever Cleric, Cubby Gummy, Amberthist, and The Traveler. Our level 20 heroes, Jan Clark, who's my, my mom, Bob Kessler, who's along for the ride, Michael Eilat, the graphics guy, and Chef Aladeth. 
our level 10 heroes, Nacro the Straw Hat Devil, George Sibley, Snowy323, Hans H. Boundahoof, Professor Multiverse, Adam Bomb, Tabitha Rudkin, Chandra Magic, Brady Chester, and Heavy Metal and Tea are very important patrons who donate five or more dollars per month. An actual guinea pig. Dale Cope, the eternal student of life. Camille, who may be six possums in a trench coat. Evan, longtime listener, first time patron. Mike Baxter, first of his name. Jason Tudor, the mayor of Icewind Dale. Krista Mitchell, the CGFX engine. Rio, but without the OZ. United Adventure Company. Robin Holford, the wine master. SM Pace, Hillary. Colin Son, Matt DS, Eric and Amber, Evil. Doctor Who 4189. Tommy Kiyama Svensson, Kara Rett, Red Monk, Stormshanks, Jacob, Arachnikonikoni, Random Equinox, Uncanny Kate, Dazed Apricot, Ray G, Michael Reynolds, The Bong Master, David Ellis, Confounded Hound, Jeremy Smith, 5280DTC Nerd, Lockgen, Slurm, Slouching Beast, Andrew Rogers, Graham Rudkin, Frankenax, Chris Deeds, Karasha Urquhart, Jacob Shinji McDonald, Malazang, Clay, Andrew Wolf, Laura Arasmith, Sean Oldham, Mashmakan, Marcel, Roman Ash, The Dixon Three, Ash Wolf, Loscrack and So Honorable, Bryn Hawker, Saravant and Sophistine, Whistler, DM Shari, and Empath Naga. And finally, our Dork Squad. Jen Peters, Caitlin, Ba Tran, Willem and Isolda, Just Andy, EJ, Ashley Johnson, an Insomniac Veterinarian, Stevo's Gaming Dungeon, Creax, Daniel, Brent, CTRSTY, Hayliz, Chris Blog, Patrick, Zach Rules, Ace Emmett, Renee Anderson, Britton Williams, Ava Hernandez, The Crazy Goblin, Jacob Embry, Matt B., and Catherine Petricelli. If you'd like to hear your name at the end of these episodes and get access to exclusive perks, feel free to join us on patreon.com slash dorktales. Dorktales survives on the generosity of our patrons, and I can't express how grateful I am to each and every one of you for your support. Thank you so much, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on the Dorktales Discord. We hope you join us, and we'll see you in the next episode.